I'm not trained. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to school for this. I, did, I tried my damnedest. I was going to university, and I was like, hey, can I take these art classes? And they're, you know, unless you're majoring or minoring in art, no. Oh. I'm like, okay, I'm paying you to come here. How come I can't take this class? Yeah. You know, I was I was pretty pissed about it. But I was like, well, fine, fuck it. I'll go get my own education. Mm-hmm. So I went to the next best thing in between classes. And whenever I had free time, I was hanging out at a custom-only tattoo shop. And really? There, I, yeah, their education, like nobody's business, because it was a brand new shop and people were flocking to it and it had no flash on the walls. Mm-hmm. And so everything that came in was like a custom order. And I listened and watched and why are you doing this? And what are you choosing that color for? And why are you putting it? And they, all artists there were just like, whatever, if you just want to learn, you can come and hang out. So I'd spend like eight or nine hours a day. Just How was you guys this Christmas? I hope it was great. It's a little bit snowy here, but I got to say, I'm learning to love it. I was surprised. I didn't think I could love it. Maybe it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Start siding with your captors. Before long, I'll be saying I hate summer. <gasps> my gosh, Will, what? How could you say such a thing? Yeah, you're right, I miss summer. <laughs> I'm getting used to the cold, though. <clears throat> this is episode 40 of the Becoming Human podcast. This episode features April Bird of Birdhouse Art Designs. She's a painter who travels with her family across the United States from art show to art show sharing her work. Her art is like a Rorschach test, ink blots. And she paints within the ink blot what she sees. We dig into her story of how she found her style and what it was like to become a skillful painter. I often hear people say, I can't draw. You know, I wish I had, you know, drawing skills like that, as if they were innate, as if that you were born with it. I mean, there's prodigies, sure. But that's not the case, man. It's really not the case with anything. We have our strengths and weaknesses, and you can even choose to reject your strengths. But it's to each his own. And April touches on a couple of things that I love in regards to my own journey. Which is the how she, how she perceives risk and how they handle the risk. It's it's an interesting thing how our imagination. Um, conflates risk. Is conflate conflate might be the word? It just exaggerates it. It makes it seem like the worst case scenario is death. And as you'll see with April's story, it's not. <laughs> it's experience. And it's another thing that, that really hit home with me. April talks about the value of experience in this episode. And it's something that that I'm learning 
every day. Whether it's through my son, through athletics, or art, and people like April. This was a refreshing conversation with a very, very kind woman who has a community that stands behind her, from her family to her peers. These experiences have almost glued them together. <laughs> In the sense of how much they know each other and how close they seem to be. I know you guys will enjoy this episode. I had a lot of fun. Go check out April's website, birdhouseartdesigns.com. And you can find her on Instagram, Spot the Driving Dead. I'm sure she'll be in an art show near you within the next year. And if you'd like to support the show, you can head over to our Amazon link, which can be found in the show notes, or on the website. I posted some of her work on the website as well. If you guys would like to check that out. Did you get uh, snowy over there, or...? I don't know. I haven't been here for Christmas ever. Oh. We've only been here for like a month. <laughs> for a month? Ooh, yeah. That's pretty Maybe. cool. Have you always, um, have you traveled often or is this something that you guys have started doing recently? We've been traveling for a year and four months, as long as we were on the road. Wow. Um, some, and then we yeah. just kind of quit. Really? <laughs> <laughs> We had to have a home base, and it took us a little bit to get a home base set up. So when we finally got one, we were just like, oh, okay, so this is what it's like not to have to freak out in between art shows. Oh, so. yeah. I bet. That that would be pretty stressful. Yet, I also feel like it would be exciting. Was it? Uh, what did you guys expect it to be like to travel so frequently, and what was the reality of it? Honestly, we had no idea what to expect. We didn't sit around and say, we're just going to hit the road and sell artwork, and this is how we're planning on doing it. We were in the process of losing everything that we had when my husband was let go from his job, and the only thing that we had to lean back on after seven months of him searching for a job was me selling artwork. And I think I'd been doing it like three months already at the Anchorage Saturday Market, which is like a little town festival every single weekend where they have live music and vendors and artists and all this. And so I'd sold art there and I was like, okay, well, this is kind of fun. And, you know, I can make some money at it. We'll see what we can do. And we just kind of took a leap of faith. (laughs) (laughs) People are, when we tell the story, people kind of laugh at it and they look at us like we're growing another head and they're like, oh, that's either so brave or that's so stupid. It's a fine line. (laughs) It it is. That's exciting though, because um, I often find myself wanting to do things that I enjoy or mm-hmm. it, and then I, I look at the practicality of it and then yeah. I'm like oh I want to I should just do computer programming you know but let's put writing off to the side and I came to a point in my life where the only thing that I, I want to do or I want to mostly do anyways is the things that I enjoy and just figure it out from there because the people like yourself that I watch who are figuring it out 
um, the worst case scenario is they're, they're still alive and, you know, figuring it out. And the best case oh, yeah. scenario is, is like some really cool stuff happens along the way. Some very cool stuff happens along the way. You know, amazing thing happens when you leave the front door. You know, it's just, <laughs> you have to <laughs> be able to get out, though. <laughs> There's so many people I know, they're like, oh, man, you're... Your life looks so cool, and I'm like, well, it's kind of cool, but it's stressful as hell. You know, I mean, yeah. you're you live 24 hours at a time, not knowing, you know, well, I need prints, but you know, I need food too, and you know, we got to figure out a place to stay Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and guess what? We only made $200 last show. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, what we put up on Facebook and Instagram, I mean, it's like it's just a big lie. Kind of, you know, it was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, it looks so cool. I'm like, well, hell yes, these are all my best moments you know i didn't yeah. want to put the picture that no one took of me crying behind the booth because you know yeah something bad happened <laughs> that's so. like something that i find uh social media lends itself to is cherry-picked moments of awesomeness and it's oh of course <laughs> <laughs> and what I, I i love it in the sense that it, it can be inspirational um but the parts that i don't is if so, like, if you were to create a scenario where you're like you're a kid or a young adult, and you're you have role models and you watch you know their mm-hmm. videos on Instagram, and you start building assumptions and expectations based off of that, and um, like if you struggle with anything because you know it's cherry pick misrepresentation that's generally on most people's profiles you you, uh you would you wouldn't it'd be harder for you to identify with your role models because you're like oh they don't get depressed or oh you know they're they're always busy doing cool stuff this day that that i'm at home uh just just doing nothing or just grinding out with writing they must not do that like i wish i had an exciting life and the reality is is yeah you're right there's um small exciting moments and then in the in between it's grinding and sometimes heart-wrenching too and even in my own personal experience with like writing and podcasting it's crazy the amount of crap that you go through when you're trying to a figure something out it's poetry you know people don't really they clap at the end and yeah. they'll even clap if it sucks but yeah <laughs> comedy you're gonna get booed or no one's gonna laugh and that hurts so much <laughs> i'm sure it does i'm i'm sure it does and you know there's it's so funny because I'm not trained. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to school for this. I, did, I tried my damnedest. I was going to university, and I was like, "Hey, can I take these art classes?" And they're, you know, unless you're majoring or minoring in art, no. Oh. I'm like, okay, I'm paying you to come here. How come I can't take this class? Yeah, you know, I was I was pretty pissed about it, but I was like, well, fine, fuck it, I'll go get my own education. Mm-hmm. So I went to the next best thing in between classes and whenever I had. Free time. I was hanging out at a custom only tattoo shop. And really? There, I, yeah, their education like nobody's business because it was a brand new shop and people were flocking to it and it had no flash on the walls. Mm-hmm. And so everything that came in was like a custom order and I listened and watched and why are you doing this and what are you choosing that color for and why are you putting it? And they, all artists there were just like, whatever if you just want to learn you can come and hang out so i'd spend like eight or nine hours a day just hanging out at this shop wow then what made you think of going to a tattoo shop for that that's really smart 
driving by a place and then seeing it a couple times and then this chick that I was in an English class with she was like why don't you come with me I'm gonna go get tattooed she's like I hate going to get tattooed alone and I was like I've never been I'm gonna go so you know <laughs> she took off and I watched her get her very first tattoo and somebody was happening to be there at getting their apprenticeship so they were watching too so everybody's just watching this chick get tattooed and I think I was paying more attention than the apprentice was. I was the whole time. I was like transfixed, like, oh God, this is so cool. It's like living and breathing and moving canvas. Holy shit. Oh my God. So yeah, I was hooked and wanted to get into that. I wanted to just be a tattoo artist, but tried to float the idea to my parents at the time who I, you know, listened to unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Oh, for my dead body! Oh my God! What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're a junior in college. Yeah, you're, it's a fad. I love that one. It's a fad. It's gonna go away. I'm like, okay. So <laughs> I, I did not listen to my gut, which was go, go for it. But that would have had me drop out of college. And I mean, while I haven't really done anything with my degree, I still have it. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But I really do wish I would have taken that opportunity to go learn and do that. But eh, hindsight, 2020. Yeah, exactly. Life's not over yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have plenty of opportunity in front of you, especially with the momentum that you're building, I would imagine. Yeah, most definitely. And I really want to still get my apprenticeship to tattoo. I would love to stay stationary for a couple of years and then get back on the road and have two ways to make money on the road. I, I would imagine so, that. Doing tattoos would, like, uh, um, give you insight in painting and vice versa, if that makes sense. Everything inspires me when I do my art. It doesn't matter what in the hell it is. It could be tattoos. It could be something I saw. It could be, you know, (laughs) a dream my kid had. I mean, it's just... Oh, whoa. I listen and take everything in, like a sponge, every single day. And I'm just like, oh, cool. What can I do with this? And (laughs) it sucks because it kind of makes me a pack rat. I mean, like, even... Even as we were technically homeless, driving all over the country, um, we still amassed quite a bunch of shit. I mean, it's like you drive here and you're like, oh, my God, I have to have this. I'm like, what the hell are you going to do with that? Like, I don't know. We're going to get a house one day and it's going to go in there. So we like we carried around like the most random shit sometimes. Like we found the old cast iron wood stove. My husband was like, we got to get that. And I was like, well, hell yeah, we do. So we carried around a wood stove in the trailer for the longest time. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is awesome. It's, it's random stuff, but, you know, every time I walk by it, I'm like, ah, I remember getting that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, that's what's really fun about when we unloaded and finally got a home base. We were able to have a place where we didn't have to pack it up and mm-hmm. leave in a couple of days. So we were able to kind of spread out a little bit and see all the stuff that we have gotten, all the art that I've traded with my friends over the past year and four months. All, and just, it's so cool because everything I look at now, I'm like, oh, I totally remember where I got that at. So <laughs> that was it a great day. story and experience to it. <laughs> there is. I'm, I'm like becoming that old lady, just a lot younger in my life. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like, that's the thing that, that I admire um, listening to you talk about it is before I was, um, you know, orientated towards uh, security, like, you know, getting all my bills taken care of, right? And uh, I'm not saying that that you weren't. It's just that was my my main focus. It was find a good job, 
get bills taken care or of. Or security was gone. That yeah. was the only bad thing. Our security was gone. And Daniel, my husband, after doing what he had done, which he had ran logistics mm-hmm. for an oil company. Oh, wow. And when they went belly up, he then became overqualified for everything. What? Because he had made a really, really good salary, so like the people at Lowe's would take a look at him and be like, oh, I know you're applying for this manager job. That would probably save your house from being gone, you know, into foreclosure, da 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 But we know as soon as the oil prices go back up, you're going to hit the road. So we're not going to hire you. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, even the, the jobs that, you know, regular people go out and pick up, you know, when they mm-hmm. need one, they wouldn't hire them. But... He was fighting for jobs with a whole bunch of other people because, you know, he wasn't the only one that was laid off. So it hit Alaska pretty hard, and we were just like, oh, my God, you know, (laughs) what the hell are we going to do? Because our bills are, like, sky freaking high, and, you know, because we thought that that was what we wanted. Mm -hmm. And everything in Alaska costs, like, freaking a lot of money. I mean, you can't get anything of value, really, for under $150,000. What? Really, like wow. apartments and condos, and you're looking to spend a lot of money. It's, it's expensive as shit to live mm-hmm. in Alaska. So we automatically were in like half a million dollars of debt, and he was losing his job. And I was like, what are we going to do? Oh, my God. We were freaking out. So, <laughs> And and he looked for, for jobs all the way in Malaysia. I mean, he was all over the place trying to find jobs, and like so our stability was just taken. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, 100% taken, and it was like either we were going to kick and scream and fight it, or we can just say, all right, it's going to happen, and here's our other plan. Mm -hmm. And our other plan was pack up the rest of our shit that we couldn't sell or take with us and go. There's a lot of people that don't understand why we did it. Shit, sometimes I don't understand why we did it, but in a way, I kind of felt like, because we were we were set to let my art career take off in like 2018. That was our number. We were like, all right, this is when we're gonna launch April's art career. Yeah. And I saw it going to the back burner one more time. Just you know, here we go again. I'm gonna put it on the back burner. Like, okay, well, I'll just do it some other time. You know, I'll keep sketching and stuff in between whatever it is I'm doing. And then I was just like, no. I feel like if I don't grab it with both hands right now, that it's never going to be put in front of me like this again. Mm-hmm. So I floated the idea to my husband thinking that like, if I put it in like a playful manner, that he'd be like, ah, ha ha, that's really funny. You know? But when mm-hmm. I floated it, he kind of stopped and paused for a second. Mm-hmm. And I kind of peeked around cause I was painting at the time. I kind of peeked around to see like, did he hear me? And he gave it pause and he was like, sure, why not? And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? You really want to do this? Like, you want to go be poor with me? And he was like, yeah, let's do it. So I got a renewed sense of, you know, fuck yeah. And we packed up and took off. (laughs) (laughs) That's like you were. Like I said, it's brave, crazy, and, and we ride that line like a circus bear on a unicycle. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. <laughs> I like that metaphor. <laughs> and that's the thing that, that I can really relate with is being um, pressured to reassess your values and um, yeah. just throw some sheets to the wind. Like I've been in that situation myself when it came to writing, 
um, it was like, I'm going to do computer programming, go to college and get a degree for that. So, you know, I can make a lot of money. And then when I make a lot of money, I'm going to go and do writing. And I came mm-hmm. to a crossroads and it was like writing and, you know, all these other things that I really enjoy and that I was doing just even for free or school and this. And not that I, you know, uh, I guess say anything against school. It's just at the time. And it was like, well, I'll just figure it out with writing. I mean, yeah, like it's uh, to have like uh, security as my primary focus. Uh, it wasn't as fruitful as I thought it would have been. Yeah, but nothing's secure anymore. Like, yeah. Tell me something that's one hundred percent secure now. I, I would. I <laughs> agree with you. Like, there's if you ever have anything where if you were like a painter and there was no hardship with it. I, oh I don't... god, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens to some people. It does, and then you know, I'm my husband and I. I guess we kind of bought into the fairy tale part of it too. You know, we mm-hmm. could be that person that just blows up immediately. <laughs> you know, like gets out on the scene, and people are like, "Holy crap! I gotta have it. I need to have everything you have right now." And, you know, you hear it because you're in the business now and you hear the stories of the people who have just rolled up on scene and just blown people away. So we went in it with that kind of gung-ho attitude. Um, Not to say that we were, had no plan B or anything like that. I mean, every day, you know, you reassess every single day. You wake up in the morning and what problem do I have to solve today? I mean, that all happened before we even got in the United States. Our trailer that we were carrying with us broke completely in half <laughs> in what? Canada. In half? It wasn't like the frame cracked in half. Oh, no. It was useless. It was rendered unroadworthy, period. So, I mean, this is like three days outside of leaving everything we knew. And we're just like, are you, really? Are you freaking kidding me? So... <laughs> <laughs> It all happened like in the, like my husband had bet me, I guess I better start like way back at the funny part of the story. Mm-hmm. My husband bet me actually, he was like, you're going to get halfway through Canada and realize you made a huge life decision and you're going to have a moment. He was like, you're just, and I was like, no, I will not. I will not do it. And I'd be damned if I didn't do it. I was about 10 miles past midway in Canada when I had my problem. Everything just seemed to just go from bad to worse in a matter of like five minutes. Oh, and we pulled over at this little Flying J truck stop, and he had gone underneath the trailer and realized that the frame was cracked in half. And then there was no more putting it down one more night, you know, and we might not be able to jack it back up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Great. Oh, my. So I'm, like, having a full-on fucking meltdown crying, like, ugly face crying, bad <laughs> crying right there on the side of the road. And I look up past my husband's shoulder, and we are, like, I think it was, like, 0. 0.2 kilometers away from Hard Luck Canyon. Oh, no. And way. I was like, should we just push it off? <laughs> we just drive it and just push it off. And he was like, I swear I kind of want to. But we ended up like duct taping it and redneck ingenuity at its finest. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. And I think we ended up pulling like a 17 hour drive, our last little push to get into the United States so we could try to get insurance on it you know try to do a claim for it because i mean like the alcan which is 
the highway that runs through Canada. <laughs> There's like nothing but potholes for 2,000 freaking miles. Wow. <laughs> pothole after pothole. And all of that rattling had just, it, it had enough. Mm-hmm. It, it broke right in half. And they were like, that's normal wear and tear. And I was just like, my ass. <laughs> so yeah, like, no. we, we automatically had not our, our home was gone. And then our trailer was gone. And it was just like, like what the hell else is going to wow. happen to us? And in so many ways, our questions were answered. <laughs> like what was going through your mind when you, when you were, you know, they tell you that that's just normal wear and tear. I would I would be freaking out. Immediately, immediately the first thing I hit was like my my brain goes straight to the bank account, mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, that's not going to last long at all. So <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> you know, because I'm staying in hotels and you know, deep things are expensive. Yeah. And then you know you're hearing the whole time that you're taking off on this this uh, journey or whatever you hear, oh, you can come stay with me or whatever, and you realize quickly when you go to stay with people that you are bringing a party of four it is not that you know hey help a young artist out or whatever no it's it's, it's her it's her family in tow and everything they own is rolling up in your house and i'm like "Mm -mm, this is not going to work out very well so i mean we did camping in between um and shows and stuff like that we (laughs) we have sometimes not had it and just slept in the van, you know, well, not the van. I don't even know why I said van. I don't have a damn van. In the truck. We slept in the truck. I want a van really bad. So Get more space in one. I do too. I know, right? I slept in my car with my son a few times. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, and you have like, and then we got pets and, you know, the pets, just they're not annoying or anything like that, but we have sugar gliders. So it, they're in a you cage. Sugar gliders? We do. We have I love those gliders. things so much. I traded a fucking painting for those last Christmas, and I was so excited. The breeder <laughs> fell in love with my artwork at a festival, and when he whipped that thing out of his pocket, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? What is that? That is the coolest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a pair of them for the girl. I have two daughters and just totally won Christmas last year. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was yeah. like, thank God for barters. Oh, my God. Because yeah. he comes up and he just goes nuts over my artwork. And he's like, oh, you know, I do trades. I'm like, dude, you should have led with that. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you have my undivided attention now. What can I do for you? Yes. It was so funny. <laughs> that is awesome. I know I want to get my son one because it's like. My favorite thing, something that can crawl around and follow, or you can carry it around with you too, and it flies. Yeah, and people have no idea that they're there. And this is the funniest thing, especially at festivals. Holy mm-hmm. crap. Because we do some of these festivals under the, you know, like 11 o'clock at night range, and mm-hmm. um, they wake up at about 7 30, 8. And so, but they sleep all day in my shirt. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I wear like a, a little tank top that they sleep inside of. So it's so funny because when they wake up, they just crawl out of my shirt. And people are like, what the hell is it? It's the funniest <laughs> damn thing when it happens. And then, you know, if if it's slow sometimes, if it's really, really slow, I'll take them out and start playing with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and kids are like, oh, what is that? And I'm like, it's a sugar glider. And then here comes like, 50 people because it's a sugar glider. <laughs> yeah. 
So that was the one bonus to having them. It was just kind of like, oh, my, when I get bored, I've got a little animal that I can play with. And the yeah. next thing you know, people are like, what the hell is that? Yeah. So it was a win-win for me. <laughs> Heck, yeah. That's a good story, too. <laughs> it is. It's just we've gotten so many fun things under our belt now that, you know, it's, it's I don't know. It's alluring. That's the thing I love about being on the road and going to do all these art shows is you get to meet so many cool people mm-hmm. and just experience so many cool things that, I don't know, I would rather live in the little 900 square foot apartment that I'm in right now mm-hmm. with my husband and my kids. I would rather live here in a low income place yeah. and then run all over the country and then come back here. Mm-hmm. I would rather spend my money on experiences than super nice things. That's now. Like yeah. <laughs> That's the thing that that I'm um I guess enjoying about your story so much so far is is just listening to it. E- even like some like the trailer breaking for instance. Like it sounds like like you must have been, you know, in a panic and trying to figure it out on the flight, but that also, like, it just sounds like adventure to me. Like, it sounds really cool just to go yeah, through all is, of this. It's crazy. And I guess, I don't know, my husband and I, that used to be our job. We were in the military. We were in the Coast Guard. Both of us were operations specialists, and we handled the Mayday calls when they came in. Mm-hmm. So we had to be calm while somebody else was having a complete and utter crisis, like the worst day of their life. Oh. We have to be completely calm for it. So if I am having the worst day of my life, it's really nice to know that my husband can remain calm yeah. while I'm having, you know, that <laughs> moment and help me instead of freak me out even more by flipping out with me. Uh-huh. So, you know, and if, if he ever has those bad days, which he's had, you know, a couple, not many. I've I've been really good at having them for the both of us. So <laughs> but, you know, it's it's just it's stressful. It's very, very stressful. But, you know, it depends like it's kinda of funny because originally when you had asked, you know, do you wanna do the podcast? And I was like, Yeah, that's really cool and I was like, God, but what do you want to get out of it? I mean, there's so many things that you can get out of our story. You can either be inspired by it. You can feel incredibly moved and saddened by it. You can think I'm an idiot. Um, you can, <laughs> I mean, it's just, there's so many different things like, cause you know, a lot of bad crap happened to us and everything, every time something happened, I had to stop and reassess. Like, am I asking too much of my family? This was a sacrifice. All of them made for me, not for them. Not you know my husband's not getting anything out of when I sell my artwork other than hey I get to eat this month you know I mean that's the only thing that they really got from it and occasionally I mean we had our moments when we could go do amazing things and then we had our moments when it seemed like our lives were just gonna fall apart Mm -hmm. like we did a show in Florida (laughs) oh God Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to say it was around April. So we did a show in Florida, and we had made a push from Oklahoma to get to Florida. Oh, wow. And in order to get there, yeah, in order to get there, we had we had used the car payment in order mm-hmm. to get there. I thought we were still good. We were not. So we get to Florida. We set up, and we put all of our stuff out, and then we happened to be staying, which is unheard of, right across the street from the festival with a friend of ours who had an apartment there. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we were just like, okay, we'll make sure we get everything out of the truck or whatever. Next thing you know, we wake up the next morning to go to the festival and truck's gone. They had repossessed it overnight. And I was just like, oh, my freaking God, what in the hell am I supposed to do now? I have no vehicle. And it was the weekend, too. So there was no call in the bank. There was no, I was just, you know, my husband and I were looking at each other like, holy shit, you know, what are we going to do? And he was like, well, we need to go work because we've got to go make money to pay it off. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, if we don't, you know, go and hustle our asses off this weekend, you know, we were making deals like nobody's fucking business. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing that saved our asses was something that I insisted on painting right really? before we hit the road on a big push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like to take on huge projects. I don't know what the hell is wrong with me. I'm all <laughs> like, hey, I'm ass deep in six projects. But you know it'd be great? Like a seven-foot surfboard. That'd be awesome. I'm going to paint this. <laughs> and my husband was like, what in the hell? You don't have time for this. I'm like, yes, I do. So he just kind of rolled his eyes like he normally does and walked off and, you know, <laughs> just like, whatever, babe. Yeah. And I started attacking the seven-foot surfboard. Well, that seven-foot surfboard is what saved our truck when we were in Florida. If we hadn't have sold that thing, and I sold it for so, so cheap, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I needed it, so I didn't care, you know. It was just like, whatever, at least I had that at my disposal to get rid of and make a deal. And then we had to sell, oh, God, I think we had to sell about $1,000 uh, in prints that weekend, too. Oh, so God. it was crazy. It, and, and all we had to do was get to the next show. Mm-hmm. And the next show was in Louisiana after the Florida show. So, I mean, it was just. It was wow. insane <laughs> being able to do that and then still having enough money to get to the next show and then get to the next show after that. Cause we had them lined up for three weeks after that as well. Wow. So like three weeks so, so that you had like the opportunity to make money and yeah. Wow. And you, but you and, pay for it like six months ahead of time. So oh, you have really? to bet on your, yeah, you got to bet on yourself making, you know, if you got to get into these shows, like I did a show or I have a show coming up in um, January and I had to pay for it um, a couple of months ago was the deadline. But, mm-hmm. you know, I had to apply for this thing like seven months ago. Wow. Um, they got to check to see if you're good enough and then let you. It's just it's so fun constantly being judged like that. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Feels <laughs> good. But yeah, yeah, they're like, there's so many shitty things that happen, but I mean, it, it all depends on how you look at it. Like mm-hmm. if I sat there and looked at all the bad things that had happened to me and, you know, I could cry about it. I could sit there and just, you know, uh, but I could also look at how many times I got back up from mm-hmm. every one of those situations <clears throat> and they were remedied within 72 hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, all the stresses that you have on the road are immediate. <laughs> like there is no, we'll just put a pin in this and we'll deal with it next week. No, you have to do it right now. <laughs> it's crazy. It and it sounds like, so in being what you guys were um, doing for the Coast Guard, correct? Yeah, we were. Prepared you at least somewhat to be able to handle that and, like to listen to it, you know, when going through my head, anyways, when I confront like a risk, our imagination tends to blow it up, and yeah. <laughs> in the end, it's not so life or death. And even like worst case scenario is still not that bad. 
to bed. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. I, I can't believe that you guys pulled that off in an art show. <laughs> like, Dude, I can't believe we did it either. Because we needed, like, God, I want to say it was somewhere around $2,300 is oh. what we needed to buy back our truck, basically. And for both... And- we barely made it. <laughs> wow. And between both of you guys, it was just, you guys put your nose to the ground. And, like, was there anything that was um, helpful between you and your husband to, um, I guess, hustle hard that day? Well, I mean, the main thing with art shows is presentation. You mm-hmm. have got to have, you You have literally, I think, like eight seconds, I think, to catch somebody's attention when they walk by. And you got to hope that they're looking in your direction. Mm. So it's, you know, we found that out in the very beginning because when we first got going, we only had um, like a little fold-up table mm-hmm. and we didn't even have a tablecloth for it. We just had a fold-up table, a couple of bins for prints, a few prints, and maybe like six originals. Mm-hmm. I mean, like we had shit when we got on the road. <laughs> Looking yeah. back, I'm like, wow, I was full of a lot of hope. You know? yeah. So, <laughs> but I mean, even now, this has all been while I've been living, working, everything on the road. Now we've got over 36 originals, uh, wow. hundreds of prints, and we just got a printer to make our own. I'm really happy about that. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're like, yay, it's like printing my own money. Yeah. So I just, <laughs> I just hope that I have art that people want to buy. That's the other fun part, too. Just, you know, I could paint something and fall madly in love with it, and people would be like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting thing to um to touch on when you're you're making um these paintings is it are you considering what you like or do you also have to like take into account what other people are gonna like like does that make sense yes and no um so I, what, if i would like, love to paint what i like uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and Painting what I like is fun. Painting what I like is inspiring. But sometimes, like, if people come to me with a challenge, um, like uh, my friend Paul, for example, known this kid since high school, and which I'm not really going to say how long ago it's been, but <laughs> I've known him for a while. So anyway, he calls me up, and he wants a tattoo, and he doesn't have, you know, many. He just He's like, I want a tattoo to honor my father. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. And he was like, my father just passed, but I don't know what I want. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I've done more with less. Just talk. You know, I was like, talk to me. So for 20 minutes, this dude just told me all about his dad. And I sat there writing notes. And then I ended up, you know, spending some time thinking about it. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I started his piece and just made him this huge half-sleeve painting that he's going to get turned into a tattoo and stuff like that like if you bring me a challenge and a half you know i'm like oh yeah i'll do it i want to do it that's mine you know so if i can get inspired by it you know then it's going to be a badass painting i know it will be because i won't stop until done i literally i don't think i can it's (laughs) kind of sickness (laughs) Right. You know, it is. It is. Like I said, I work like five or six at a time, and like I just have to be inspired to work on them. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I have a commission that I need to do, but it is pissing me off something fierce right now, and I don't even want to look at it. So I came and started working on another surfboard that I have 
hanging up somewhere else so I can work on it. <laughs> so it's it's kind of nice when you walk away from it and you're just like, oh, I need a different perspective for a little while. But, you know, I need to eat too. So I will always take commissions. <laughs> yeah. People are like, oh, can you do this? I certainly can. Yes, I can. Mm-hmm. So girls got to eat. Exactly. It's, it's kind of like a, a balance, but you lead with um, with your interest. When it comes to painting. Yeah. Yeah. You do. And it's it's nice because I have something that's kind of different. Mm-hmm. Um, how I do my paintings is different from the way a lot of people do their paintings. And I've heard it for over a year. You know, people constantly, I have never seen anything like this before. Which, I'm not going to lie. I mean, it strokes your ego like nobody's business. Oh, yeah. It's nice to know that people from all over the country are telling you the same thing. You know, I've never seen it. I've never seen it. You're like, oh, yes. You know, <laughs> finally, I'm first in line to do something. You know, it's nice mm-hmm. not being there and finding out that, you know, oh, yeah, this looks exactly like so-and-so's. Where, you know, damn it. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, it's just nice when people tell you that stuff. You're know, just kind of like awesome. So mm-hmm. you know, and if I could feed my family on, oh my god, I would be so fat right now. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I wish that translated into money every time I heard it because we hear it all the time, like testimonials, mm-hmm. but recorded. <laughs> right, it's so funny because like you'll hear people talking. Like I work at shows, and mm-hmm. um, the last show I did—that's funny. It's always in Florida. The last show I did in Florida, that was all I heard the whole time I was there, and I was working on a surfboard, so my back was to the crowd, and my mm-hmm. husband was, I guess, like the buffer in between us like if people really wanted to talk to me they'd talk to him first and then they kind of move their way to the back and then get to me mm-hmm. and um you know so if if they wanted to speak to me i was there but it was so funny because i'm painting it salt right here oh my god oh my god and i was just like oh this is so cool it makes me feel so awesome and then at the end of the show we're like we did not make hardly any freaking money but for everyone at the show to go nuts over it what the hell happened you know yeah exactly <laughs> like i don't understand what happened but you know we also chalked that up to hey it's our first year basically mm-hmm. a lot of these people are seeing us for the first time and when you sell artwork you're not selling this artwork. You have to sell yourself too. You have to sell the story behind it. I mean, there's so much stuff that people want to know about. Mm, yeah. And you're like, I didn't really think that you cared that much about me. I thought that it was like a, Hey, I really like your art. Let me give you your money. But they want to see if you got the staying power before they give you thousands of dollars. Mm-hmm. They want to connect with you. Yeah, they do. And you know, it's, it's a, it's a crazy way to make a living. It really is. And, you know, looking back on the past year, I'm just kind of like, I cannot believe that we have sustained life and haven't died, you know, of starvation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Starving artists is a real thing, and we found it out. But, you know, but is this all what you're willing to sacrifice? My kids never went without. Oh, my God, they never, ever went without. But my husband and I did because, you know, yeah. what we were willing to do. Yeah. My philosophy with my son too is if I'm gonna, I'll put myself through like you know if I have less money or whatever it's me first and then yeah mm-hmm. I always make sure that he's taken care of. But when you definitely when you get done with those shows, um, like how do you how do you respond or um, how do you 
what do you do with the takeaway, like the lessons that you've learned from doing one art show? And how would you implement that into another art show? Would it be like changing oh, the way that you would set up? Or Yeah. Uh, For yeah. the first six or seven months, we never had the same display twice. Oh, wow. It was, I mean, and hell, there were some shows. We changed it halfway through it. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> everybody else would be like gone home for the day because, you know, at the end of the art show, there's a lot of people, especially like if it's been hot, you know, yeah. <laughs> just kind of like F this noise, I am out. <laughs> you know, that hotel shower is calling my name and I'm hungry because I ain't eating anything and don't anybody speak to me. I mean, it's just, you know, everybody's ready to leave at the end. And there's been times my husband and I have been there for hours afterwards redoing the entire setup because come to find out the flow of traffic really comes from the other direction. And oh, we need to yeah. put our huge piece way over there so people can see it. And I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So, like, our displays, they get bigger, and that's really cool. And then you run into the random, like, it happened in a show here in Arkansas called the War Eagle in October. We get here and come to find out, lo and behold, our neighbor isn't here. So if we want to spread out and take up two spaces, we can. And I was just like, oh, my God, do we have enough stuff to make? You know, mm-hmm. our, can we turn our 10 by 10 booth, which we have a frame for and everything, can we turn our 10 by 10 booth into, like, now, because this one was a random setup. I think it was, like, 26 feet all the way down. Wow. <laughs> and we made it work. I don't know how the hell we sped it out, but we made it work. My husband, I swear, just like, that's it, right there. This is why I married <laughs> you. That's, I knew it was going to happen one day. I was going to need you for this. So, <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm gonna do. Like, you know, when he started, he just got a job now, and I don't know what I'm gonna do when I have to hit the road without him. It's just gonna be and the kids just mm-hmm. driving around the country, selling artwork for a little while. It's gonna be weird. They like, yeah. call him up. They're like, I've got a problem. How am I fixing it? <laughs> I need to call technical support. <laughs> right. <laughs> I need to call tech. Where's my tech guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, the Geek Squad, that's what I mean. I'm like, yeah, yeah. you just saw my problem. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, we'll yeah. sure take screenshots. <laughs> it's so funny because people will ask us all the time, you know, like, oh, well, I see that she's painting, you know, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And it's I kind of like look at them and I'm like, do you see what you're standing in? Like, this is a 10 by 10 rolling shop, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, it gets bigger every time we set it up. You know, we've got mm-hmm. walls that go in and, and podiums and tables and, you know, art bins and wow. all kinds of crap. And it's stuff that we've amassed over the past year. But, you know, how do you think it gets put up and mm-hmm. taken down? And how do you think the art makes it here? And, you know, just, man, I'm going to miss him. He was my driver. Oh, really? He drove us everywhere. Yeah, now I'm going to have to take the trailer and drive a trailer around. <laughs> I'm just kind of like, damn it. That's why I, I guess I'll let that slip earlier about the van. I really want a van so I can get <laughs> <to> the trailer. <laughs> yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> you want the backdrop. Uh, it won't be too hard. Yeah, so everybody listening, just, you know, watch out for me. <laughs> Driving down the road now. <laughs> Plenty of space, but follow her to her. I know, right? Show. You better um, come in through. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and you can spot me, too, because my artwork's all over my trailer. Oh, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Fuck yes. 
Like I said, we had to we had to put our art in front of as many people as we can. And I'm like, we are going to be on the road constantly. So mm-hmm. a friend of mine and also in into my family, um, she had just up. Her name is Ginger, and she works in North Carolina, and she does graphics and signs. And I traded a painting for an entire decked out trailer full of my artwork and man, people would be driving by us and they're like giving us the thumbs up. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it seems that ability for you guys to be able to be uh, dynamic, uh, solving problems quickly on your feet is in like A and B testing too, like trying something out and figuring it out and trying something else is just critical for you guys. Oh, yeah. My husband has listened to, a, I mean, he listens to a lot of podcasts. It's, it's so funny because we're like polar opposites, he and I. <laughs> and um, like, I can listen to the same song on loop probably for half the day if I'm painting. I don't know why, but I can. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like if I get in a flow, it's just, it doesn't break. I'm just kind of like, whatever, I'm on loop for like five hours. So <laughs> he can't do that. But he listens to a lot of stuff and he had heard somewhere along the way that Starting a business is like jumping off a cliff and building the plane on the way down. Ooh, I like that. And I was like, oh, damn, that is so true. (laughs) Oh, that is so true. But we kept telling each other, like, when something shitty would happen Mm -hmm. and we'd get through it immediately, we'd just be like, see, it can be done. As long as we realize that it can be done, we're going to be all right. It's going to be okay. <laughs> you yeah. know, here we are cheerleading like nobody's business, you know, each other. Just like, it's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> it was crazy because people kept asking, you know, like, what are you on when you paint your art? And I'm just kind of like, no, it's like we're kind of high on life. And really, yeah. you know, we kind of had to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had to be like those crazy, like, optimistic people i mean don't get me wrong we smoke a little bit too but yeah yeah. it was just one of those things that we're just kind of like you know holy shit you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm looking back on it i'm like wow it was like crazy upbeat like crazy crazy upbeat (laughs) (laughs) but that's like when you're talking about the trailer i feel like that's something that you you almost have to carry yourself with is, is to be upbeat or else you're not going to pull yourself out. Because even like even the way you're selling your art, you said it before at these shows. It's it's about you know making those connections with people. So if you were just down yeah. and out, man, I bet it'd be so Nobody's hard. Nobody's gonna to... want to talk to you. Yeah, who's gonna fuck that? Next. It's so funny because like we have a little wall. Like I said, we our kids come with us everywhere. So we have a little wall that we hang the artwork on, but behind the wall is where the kids are. And they Mm -hmm. have like little um, shelving units that we've turned into desk cubbies so they can get their schoolwork done while they're back there so they can draw or play on their video games because usually our shows have got electricity so they can charge their stuff and, you know, they have eat back there. I mean, it's like we have all kinds of stuff going on back there. So like if I was having a moment where like life was just, too real mm-hmm. um i could go sit back there and my husband could kind of take over and it was nice having that you know that selling buddy right there because mm-hmm. if you were in the middle of having just a shit day you know he was like go take a walk i got this it's all right you know everybody wants to meet the artist yes but mm-hmm. i had my phone on me so if somebody really wanted to talk to me yeah he just sent me a text and i come running back oh yeah He's but like- you know it was nice to have that <laughs> Yeah, relying on each other, and you have that sense of community. Most definitely. I mean, I got to spend a year and four months with my three favorite people. 
Aww. I mean, I cannot, like, we we never had our moments where I was just like, you know, fuck this shit, I don't want to do this no more, I can't stand the situation I'm in right now. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of moments where I hated what was going on, but my family never took it out of me, and we never, you know, we weren't at each other's throats. It was great. I loved being with them. Yeah. And I recommend everybody try to do it if they can. <laughs> but, you know, it was it was just fun just being around them all the time. Mm-hmm. Every experience, but, you know, we were up for everything. Because <laughs> with the kids not being in a structured school setting, like, we did a tour of Washington, D.C., and my husband and I had already done a show close to D.C., so we kind of made a side trip while they were with their grandparents or something. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was crazy because the people were everywhere, but it was in the middle of the summer. So oh. the next show we did was in the middle of September when all the kids were back in school. Mm-hmm. And my husband had sent our Alaska senator, Dan Sullivan, an email as we were on the way into D.C., like, hey, we're, you know, this is why we're in town, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's secretary invited us there, and she was ended up giving us tickets to go into the White House to see the, you know, everything in there in the White House. And I'm wow. like, what? She was like, yeah, we happen to have these because nobody comes to visit right now. Everybody's <laughs> in school. And I'm like, yay for homeschool. Yay. You know, it was so nice because everywhere we went, there were like four people there. Wow. I mean, it was so funny. <laughs> I've never seen it. It looked like it did in the movies, you know, where there's no one there. Yeah. It was so crazy. It's just kind of like, wow, this was not the case when we were here this summer. I mean, there were like literally hundreds of thousands of people everywhere. Oh, my gosh. not this time. We're in there snapping pictures of ourselves in the White House, and there's like, you know, four people behind us. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was so cool. But, you know, that was the glory of doing what we do because we have the time to do it. And, you know, also with homeschool, that's a huge bonus because we do something educational everywhere we go. You know, we find something of value no matter where we go. And that is just great, too, because it's just kind of like, you know, yeah, we're like modern day gypsies. We just kind of travel along and do whatever we want to do. But it's nice because. We're doing all the fun stuff, too, all the little educational things that, you know, people save up to go on vacations to do. We're like, hey, we happen to be in town, so <laughs> here we are. <laughs> <laughs> that's, like, so, that's awesome because, you know, sometimes kids only get that maybe even once in their childhood or a handful of times. And, like, to to learn through experience, too, with my son, I've noticed is something he does a lot better than, you know, in like an abstract structural environment, if that makes yeah. sense. Like I, I'll, well, I, we, mm-hmm. we've actually taken and had like math class in Walmart. Oh, really? I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of funny. Like I'll <clears> tell both of the kids, you know, like I'm, I'm technically giving you $10 and I'm telling you that you need to buy stuff for dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what can you get? Tell me all the different ways you can make $10. And we happen to be walking by like, Oh, check out this sale. You know, it's like two for six bucks. Hey, tell me, is, is this division? I'm like what? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is it? it, it's like applying it practically everywhere yeah. you go. Hey, this is how I use math today. This is how I do this. This is how I do that. And so they're with me for everything. You know, when we budget, you know, they're with me watching me do that. 
they're watching me make sales. They help me make sales. I mean, so they they understand the importance of math everywhere, even though I, you know, <laughs> I'm not the best at it. Thank God my husband can teach them. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> I'm not the best at it, but I can teach, you know, where they are right now. I have no problem teaching. <laughs> yeah. Fifth and third grade, I can handle that. <laughs> like having that that working knowledge watching it happen and you know being able to be a part of it you get a bond with your kids through it as opposed to oh, only seeing them you know for like an hour before bed or something like that cuz i mean an average even just an 8 hour work day that's a lot with balancing mm-hmm. like something you want to do having kids your kids got to go to bed at 8 9 10 somewhere in between there like yeah yeah it's in and that's so funny cuz people automatically assume that i'm single when they see me, I'm like, oh, no kids, right? I'm like, no, oh, I got two kids. Mm-hmm. Like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why is that surprising? I'm like, do I just look like I wouldn't have children? Or I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. Why? Yeah. We're so, like, shocked. And they're like, just, like, hit the road with your kids, and you're okay with that. And I'm like, I kind of have to be, you know? Yeah. It's just like, with it all, you got to make it work. And, like, it, it's not as bad as, like, what some people would think. Um, in the sense of, like, I have my son, kind of a similar situation. I've taken him to shows, like, whether mm-hmm. it's comedy, not where comedy, where it's like, yeah, I guess, ex- extremely inappropriate, but, yeah. um, like, I've, and I've even taken him to, like, uh, creative festivals and stuff, like, because I don't, I can't leave him with a baby. I can't afford it. And yeah. I've, and people, some people are really surprised by that and sometimes disagree with it. But my son's learning the thing that he's going to have to deal with when he's an adult and when he's a you know a teenager even. It's just life. Mm-hmm. And exposing it is. to those things in a gentle <laughs> manner. Like, yeah, I, I find it a rich experience, you know. Like, my daughter, I have an 8 and a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. My 8-year-old was with me in a show in Leesburg, Virginia. And... She was behind the wall, <laughs> and she was um, sketching. I'm right in the middle. So I have them on either side of me, so they're not right at each other, so they don't fight. Yeah. But um, so she was drawing and sketching a horse and got mad and threw it down and was just, like, in tears. Mommy, I can't draw as good as you. I'm like, oh, my God. And I knew it was coming, you know, because she's incredibly hard on herself. And I was just like, look, you think I just popped out of my mom? and knew how to do this. I'm like, I'm still learning. Oh my God. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, and you just see my stuff all the time. So we took a stroll through the art festival and she pointed out all the things that she thought were art. And it happened to be just painting. Mm. And that's what I told her, I said, you know, this is art. This is pottery. This is art. This is fabric stuff. This, you know, all of this stuff is art. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, what makes it art. And she was like, what? It was like the fact that they say it's art. I was like, you can do whatever you want to and just call it art. I was like, that's the beauty of art, you know? (laughs) So I was like, it could be a tower of sponges and somebody somewhere is going to be like, that's profound. So (laughs) I told her that, you know, it was like all of this is is different types of art. I said, and just because you can't draw a horse at age eight, like your mom can at almost 40, you know, I was just like, it it doesn't mean that you can't draw, you know? (laughs) Yeah. You have to have your your teaching moments are are all the time. They're everywhere, and if I guess I don't know, that's the fun part about it too, because you never know what curveball you're going to get thrown from your kids, as well as life on the road. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Is that even as an adult, is 
we experience teaching moments at every point. And mm-hmm. I think it has a lot to do with what I was talking about in the when we started was, you know, how you don't expect, there's like, we have an idea of not expecting, experiencing like hardship when at the, the peak of whatever we're pursuing, like one day I'm going to be so good, you know, I don't, I don't have to go through this. But I think that it's going through that experience is the thing, is the thing of like, not being like being good, but being better tomorrow. And then going through something more difficult more difficult as, oh, yeah. as you go along like it's that that growth like I, I don't ever think that like I think complacency like you know to where like I've become a writer and now I've written all my novels and there's no more novels to be written for me yeah it sounds very appealing at first like to be well known but I, I, it's, at the same time I, I hear some sorrow because like I just the, the act of creating it you know that it, that adventure it, it mm-hmm. seems to be the funnest part of it all and that's the wonderful thing about the art that I do, because mm-hmm. I was sitting there thinking about that myself, you know, and my very first mentor, her name was Paula Hallman. Mm-hmm. She told me, she's like, honey, if you want to make it in this business, you got to have a brand. And I was like, mm-hmm. what? She's like, you got to have a brand. You got to have a style that people recognize as yours. You know, if you were to set your artwork down on the ground next to 20 other people and walk away from it, could somebody tell if that was your art or not? And I was like, oh, I said, you mean to tell me that I got to do the same thing over and over and over again? And she was like, yes. And I was like, well, fuck that shit. I ain't doing that. Because, <laughs> you know, at the time, I'm all like, I am April. I will do whatever the hell I want to, and people will love it. And mm-hmm. that was just the way it was. Well, she was like, well, you're not going to get very far. <laughs> oh, God. So, but she did these beautiful, like, whimsical, long-necked, wonderful women and they were so cute and they were like in these fairy tale lands or whatever but every painting she did had these lovely long necked women in them so people Mm -hmm. knew her art when they saw it and I was just like I can't do that you know Mm -hmm. I don't because I would be disenchanted with it after like the third one I'd just be like eh I don't want to do this anymore Yeah. so what I ended up doing was by accident you know, I was going to do some wet on wet watercolor work, you know, because I wanted to paint, but I had no idea what to do. And I got distracted by my kids. So all I had down was like this splatter of, you know, paint and water. And so I go and I fix the problem and I come back and the damn thing's dry, like dry, dry. And I was like, well, what the shit? You know, so I was like, now I got this paper with this splat on it, you know, and it's not even like dark. It's just kind of like grayish. Mm-hmm. And then I start looking at it and I start seeing like, you know, an ink blot test. I see the mountains and I see the Northern Lights and I was just like, oh my God, why don't I just paint that in there? And that started the whole fucking thing. <laughs> and next thing you know, I make in, you know, 60 to 70 splatters and just whatever I see in it is what I paint in it. So oh. I'm not stuck doing the same thing. It's something brand new every time I sit down, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. So I never really know what I'm going to get. You know, I mean, I hate to sound like Forrest Gump, but I (laughs) I don't, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I'm going to get. That's so cool. Like you're able to find that thing kind of to operate within, but you, wow, that's really cool. It is cool. And the randomness works for Mm -hmm. some reason altogether. 
like you've got everything going on in my booth. Like you have like nautical stuff, and the next thing you know, you're like there's an owl, there's a monkey. <laughs> I mean, I've got like random crap. I've Walking Dead, you know, characters. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because you get oh god, The Walking Dead. That's so funny. People be walking by, I'm like it's down. Let them to you know. It's so funny because I'm like, yep, yep, it's Daryl. And people have asked me so many times to buy him, but I'm like, nope, he's special. Yeah. (laughs) I was painting him when we decided to take off and do this on the road. Oh, really? I was, yep, I was in the middle of painting Daryl from The Walking Dead. My husband, hey, you want to just, you know, go sell art on the road? And it was about that crude that I asked him, you know, hey, you want to go do this? Because, you know, it's just that simple. (laughs) Standing over the painting, and then you hear the pause. (laughs) That's so exciting. We keep joking around. We're like, when this gets made into a movie, we have to have this in here. Yes. And it has to be the Walking Dead one. We have to have the Walking Dead one in there. And he's he's actually signed it for me. The last wow. show that I went to, I had him sign it for me. We've got a couple of them with their signatures on there. I'm like, I'm here, you know, mine as well. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. <clears throat> the, how long? But it's you... always fun because it makes a really cool story, too, you know? Mm-hmm. It adds that <clears throat> bit of character to it, too. And, it does. Uh, did they... When you had them sign it, um, were they artists as well, or are they like? Because isn't one of the guys on from The Walking Dead? Don't they do some form of art? Um, I think that's the guy that plays uh, Gregory. He does some form of artwork, but I'm pretty sure there's a bunch more that do artwork. I don't know. <laughs> I don't mm-hmm. research the celebrities as much as most people do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I don't. Yeah, I just heard something in passing because I saw one of your, I think one of the paintings that you did, and someone. I was talking about your Walking Dead art, and someone oh, that's me. Cool. Yeah, they thought that it was done by one of the actors, and I'm like, no, no, it's April's. And, um, when you were doing like when you found your style, um, how long were you painting within that style before you guys um, left on your adventure? Oh man, let's see. I started painting that style January, mm-hmm. and we took off in September. Wow. Oh. I've been painting and drawing my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, like, if it sits still long enough, I find a reason to paint on it now. I mean, like, it doesn't matter what the hell it is. I'm an artist of opportunity, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, I've always dabbled in everything else. Mm-hmm. I like, I did glass etching for a while, and really? that was fun. But I found out that I couldn't crank it out fast enough. Mm-hmm. So I think I maybe stopped after like 10 or 15. <laughs> so people who have bought those from me over the years have got some seriously unique shit. Um, but, so like I've done a lot of different things, but when I landed on this, it's actually kept my attention for a while, which was nice because of the randomness of it, which is great. Oh, wow. But it was the only thing that I've done. And I even did erotic art. I did all kinds of stuff, really? you know? Yeah. It's, People asked for it, you know, I would do it. I didn't really care. And I think I've ever turned down a commission. Yeah. Um, Interesting story. But this was the only thing that I put in front of people on the masses and they went nuts over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it, 
so we were like, all right. And it just happened to be happening at a time when, you know, like I said, our world was kind of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, we obviously need to do something different. So how different do you want to be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, when you're, when you paint with that, I know that you, when you kind of discovered that you started to get uh, attracted to it, like to doing it, you started having fun with it uh, or with that style. The how do I say this? Is the time spent painting in that style? Do you find yourself more inspired because of yeah. the randomness? And it's the splatters themselves that inspire me. I don't know. There's something about it. Like sometimes it's all blobbed up in the middle, mm-hmm. and then sometimes it's just like been dripped on there. So you have all these tiny little circles, and sometimes you can see like you know, these little trails that go off that look like feathers off. I mean, there's mm-hmm. the funniest little things, but trying to squeeze enough of a painting mm-hmm. into it to where you can figure out what it is is hard anyway. And oh. then, you know, trying to paint and blend and stay within a paint splatter and not go outside the lines and mm-hmm. You know, especially if it's something like if I'm in the middle of trying to get three colors to blend together, but I've only got, you know, the space like half the size of a fingernail to do it. It's, that kind of it sucks, but <laughs> it's <laughs> the fun part of it because it's a challenge. It's something new every single time. You know, I've never had the same day twice, oh, which wow. is nice. You know, I get to learn something new from every one that I've done. You know, the one I'm working on now, I'm working on a salty sea captain. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I'm having so much fun doing the wrinkles under his eyes. Really? You know, this is, yeah, it's a blast. You know, most people are like, really? And my husband was actually sitting in here talking to me a little while ago. And it, it's hanging on the wall in my room because it's the only place big enough to put it. Mm-hmm. So he was sitting down talking to me and, you know, just after a while I look over and I realize I haven't said anything in a little while. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm sorry. I was like, you're just watching me paint. And he was like, yeah, I was like, it's thrilling, isn't it? You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's so boring to some people. I'm like, yes, I stand still in this split. Well, still ish, you know, nobody really wants to see me paint the way I paint because <laughs> headphones on and dancing around is mm-hmm. crazy, but I still get it done, you know, but mm-hmm. I stand here literally in the same spot for like six to 12, sometimes longer than that hours, you know, longest I've ever painted was 27 hours straight. 27 hours? Mm-hmm. Whoa. And deadlines need to be met and, you know shit happens or I'm really excited and want to get it done and you know it's kind of nice to look at my husband and just be like hey I need a session and he's Mm -hmm. like all right I got it so he takes care of everything else and feeds me and all that stuff like he'll cook for everybody and then bring it to me like hey you need to eat he reminds Mm -hmm. me to take breaks which is nice you know you need to get up you need to walk you Mm -hmm. need to go do some stuff so He's, he's, I don't know what I'd do without him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seems like I'd be really... stuck to a chair somewhere, you yeah. know, <laughs> unable to move. Oh, yeah. You'd be all frozen years later. I would. Rigor mortis and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, when you were doing, having those sessions, how often are those sessions timeless where you don't, you have no idea how much time has gone by? Mm, every time I paint. 
every I time you set alarms. Yeah, I have to set alarms if I have something to do, somewhere to go. Um, you know, and sometimes it sucks because I'll make a plan in the middle of painting and I'll put, mm-hmm. you know, my phone down or whatever. And next thing you know, I, I completely forgot to put it in there, which is what I, by how I missed the first time that we called uh-huh. <laughs> that I was supposed to call. <laughs> I was. I made that plan right in the middle of doing something and put my phone down and got oh. caught up in it. And it gets, it happens a lot. I mean, it's just, if it's not an immediate family member that has my attention, there's a, there's a oh. little bit of a chance that I could forget. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's interesting sometimes, but I don't know. We make it work. I have to make, a little bit of calm in the chaos. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's wow. Um, with, with when I came into writing, that's how it was for me. Is that when I would write, I could either I could put on headphones or just go somewhere quiet, and I'd literally I'd lose hours. And that's where I came to like that fork in the road. I'm like, nothing else makes me feel like this. And nothing does make me feel like this. You know, I like I said, I went to college. I went to college. It was what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I've done done everything that I was supposed to do. And at the end of doing all of that, I was stuck asking myself, is this it? <laughs> like, I did all of this stuff that I was supposed to go and do. This, this is it. This is my life. This is what it's supposed to be like. You know, the one thing that brings me joy, the one thing that lights me up inside and, you know, I catch myself thinking about all the time. I can't do anything with that. Are you kidding me? Because it's not safe because it's not, you know, but that's the only thing that I want to chase. It's the only thing that I want to do. And you just, I had to realign everything so I could make it a priority. and. Once I made it a priority, I changed the way I was living, and I don't know, I loved it. I think it helped us out. I think everyone in my family benefited from being that close to each other and relying like that on each other for a year and some change. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I'm I'm madly in love with art. You know, <laughs> I can't give it up. I really can't. I'm, I'm addicted to it. And having having the ability to paint every single day if I wanted to. It was amazing. And I'd be sometimes we'd be driving down the road and I'd be working on a piece on the passenger seat. Oh, wow. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Anything to get to paint. That's so cool. And especially for your, your kids to around that, to watch someone who like tries to figure out what it is that they like and mm-hmm. does that. That's, Most yeah. definitely. And they're doing the same thing. Like my, my oldest daughter has got a passion for stop motion photography now like she's trying to make these little movies and stuff so we're trying to get her as much information on it as she can get and trying to push her and you know here this is how you can set this up and this is how you can make these movies and now make a way you know and that's what we do because we homeschool so we can pick and choose what she you know what she's learning and how she's doing it okay you want to do a book report we'll pick something on stop motion photography and tell me what it is, you know, she gets to learn what she wants to learn, but yet I'm still fulfilling the requirements of her age group. It's what I like, um, having the, the goal, if you will, um, to learn anything like that, you, that you're interested in, 
and the consequence of that goal is you have to learn general education as well. Like I, I think mm-hmm. that's that's the truth just with us as adults, as it is. Like if you why create a false representation of what you're gonna have to go through by like making you do, you know, everything, not listening mm-hmm. to what the child is genuinely interested in and you're like, No, sit yeah. here, do this and blah. Whereas like what life is is defining kind of that thing that you have, you know, anything else? Well, no, if you define that thing that you have anyways, you'll feel more pleasure throughout your life. Your life will be more interesting. And whatever, if it's art, if it's selling things, anything, really. Cause mm-hmm. That's what, like, teaching the kids is, you know, to how to figure that out. Like, I try to have that conversation with my son often. You like to draw, you want to, that's what he wants to do, is he wants to be an artist and draw. And yeah. I've talked to him about other things too. It was like, well, you know, everyone does something as a profession and try to expose them to those things, you know? That's and really- that's what we said the same thing, you know, it was almost verbatim between my husband and I. And, you know, what better way to show them what kind of jobs there are than taking them everywhere, mm-hmm. you know? Hey, everything that you just passed, somebody had to do, somebody is doing, you know, what looks fun. Mm-hmm. Out of everything that you've seen, out of all the places that I've taken you, what looks fun? <laughs> One of my daughters, oh my God, was all excited about the White House. And I was like, oh God, please don't become a politician. <laughs> oh no. Please don't They're become clunky. a politician. No. You know, I'm like, please do not let people investigate your life because they're going to find your mother and they're going to be like, no, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God that I went through most of my raging crazy twenties without cell phones, you know. Oh yes. <laughs> without documentation. I was so excited that I slipped right you know, not a lot of people have got and their memories are sucking even more every, every day. So. <laughs> so thank God for mental illness. Right. Thank God for mental illness at the moment. Just oh it's just mm hmm. Most definitely. I'm glad that that's not going to be easily found. Yeah, exactly. That's awesome. Uh, and um, when you were uh, a kid, you said that you, you've always been into painting. So even when you were a kid, you'd get sucked into um, painting or drawing in the same way? My grandfather and my father, um, who I was around a lot, mm-hmm. um both of them were my dad used to draw and he didn't practice it as much as he should mm-hmm. um but he loved to draw and when he would draw i remember being a little kid and watching in awe and just being like oh my god i will never ever be that good you know that that mm-hmm. little kid vision of just you've done something far better than i could ever do mm-hmm. and it's so funny because like now he's you know reignited a passion for woodwork but it still includes some drawing skills and he constantly calls me and asks me for advice and i'm like oh student has become the master you know <laughs> yes. so yeah wow. it's, it's just kind of funny when that happens but you know i've always been into it and my grandfather used to make like little cartoon drawings and he was a woodworker he could make anything like he was like MacGyver I don't know he was the coolest (laughs) guy ever to me you know because he Mm. used to just sit around because he was retired he sat around and just made shit all the time and Mm. I was just like wow that's so cool so you know and I have still some of those drawings not very many but I have a few of them 
Oh wow! Uh, I think they're, they're really cool. I'm like, oh, he used to make little ships in a bottle and all kinds. Of, he, oh, he that's was so cool. cool. He was really really neat. Oh. Um, he died when I was in high school though, but I really think oh, he, he would be kind of proud of me. He'd think I was insane, but he'd be mm-hmm. kind of proud of me. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's so cool that you're kind of like living out that one of his interests. Well, it's I don't know. There's so many people that hate what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people, and I've been there because every time that I am torn away from art, I can tell. You know, it it affects my mood. I'm, you know, downright bitchy. So, (laughs) you know, when I do paint, I'm, I don't know, like I said, it lights me up inside. It makes me happy. You know, if I get to do that all the time, if you're constantly doing what makes you happy, how are you going to have a shitty day? Yeah. You know? (laughs) I agree. Like, you're not going to have a shitty day, even on your worst, like, no. You're not going to have a shitty day. You may have hard days, but not shitty days. Yeah, you get a hard day, but, you know, somebody else makes it shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Else yeah. It. It's not because of what I've been doing. <laughs> exactly. What are you doing all day? I've been painting all day. <laughs> My life is great. <laughs> so, And I know that one of these days, this painting is going to sell for a lot of fucking money. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's like the momentum that builds behind it. And, you know, as you go to all of these places, you just add more and more credibility and interest and intrigue, you know? You know, we've done shows where we've walked away with 60 bucks, you know, mm-hmm. shows oh. where you've invested time, money, resources, you know, everything. There's shows that you do that you sit outside in the bacon heat for, you know, hours upon hours. And I'm talking like, you know, 14 hours a day. Mm-hmm. outside sitting around just okay. sitting waiting and trying to be in the best mood ever you know mm-hmm. not scary but you know yeah. <laughs> there's some people that borderline <laughs> on it but you know trying to be in a good mood and relatable to every single person that walks into your booth yeah you know it's it's crazy but it's if you don't if you don't like it <laughs> then you won't put up with it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You have to love what you do. It's important. You... Yeah, thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's where I'm at, too. And some people, they cheer me on because they, they see that I enjoy this thing. And luckily, they understand that, too. Um, yeah, like, I get it. You know, you may be crazy, but I get it. You know? <laughs> what do you do on the days where you feel the most doubt? Like, do you do you have anything that you say to yourself, or do you confront? Or talk to your husband, or I talk to my husband a lot, and he gives me what I need to, I guess, marinate on it. Yeah. Um. So like, I'll go to him and straight up tell him, like, look, I need a vent. I need to come up and tell you. And normally, like, if I have a problem, if it's with the painting itself, if I have hit like an artist roadblock, mm-hmm. talking it out helps. He doesn't know shit about painting. He really doesn't. I mean, he knows that the paint goes on the canvas, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, I don't know, just being there to talk to. Mm-hmm. If I end up telling him what I need to do and then try to explain it, I'm like, oh, pff, I just solved the problem. So, you know, it's kind of to have him around just to, you know, bounce ideas off of, which is always funny. I'm like, oh, I just fixed it. And he's like, I'm always here for you, honey. Always here. 
no, it's just it's kind of funny because like he knows it's coming and it's mm-hmm. for putting up with it. It's so funny because he, he doesn't know shit about art. He knows what he likes and that's about it. Mm-hmm. But you know, before this, he wasn't like, oh my god, I love art. Art is so great. <laughs> <laughs> he owned like two paintings when I met him. Oh, oh god, <laughs> now they're everywhere. She's <laughs> yeah. now head first. <laughs> now he's got it. and the funny thing is is like when I used to paint erotic art there were just I didn't have anywhere else to put them except our room so there were like 16 naked ladies in our room <laughs> it was just like I suffer so hard every day <laughs> <laughs> yes because <laughs> one of them was like four foot by five foot I mean she was oh. a big girl really <laughs> that's what he woke up to every morning <laughs> like, you know, just for you honey <laughs> just for you baby they were everywhere it was so funny but I mean it was it was nothing gross mm-hmm. you know it was nothing where you look at it and you're like <sighs> Yeah, it was beautiful. They were tastefully done, but it was still, you know, naked ladies. So a Mm -hmm. lot of people freaked out, you know. So I was like, well, I can't just have them hanging in the living rooms. Where else am I going to put them? (laughs) Stuck them in my room. So if we ever gave anyone the tour of our house, we were like, there's a lot of nudity in here. Just lock the door. (laughs) If you want to go in, you can. If you don't, I'm not taking you in there. door is off limits that is yeah there's hot women all over the place and there's nibbles i'm sorry (laughs) so but there i don't know and the people are like you let your kids see that and i'm like then no one's doing anything i'm like Mm -hmm. what am i going to tell them you know as you're aging never look down in the shower yeah you know Like that's not an aspect of life at all. It is not. It, it isn't. And the thing is, is they've learned a lot of shit that I didn't want them to learn already. Mm-hmm. You know, we're taking them to places where there are attendance of like 400,000 people. Yeah. So we're going to learn shit. You know, there was a show that we did in Louisiana and at the end of the show, everybody's getting ready to leave. And there's a stampede of like 200 people come running down. And next thing you know, we are gunshots. Oh, shit. And somebody had said that when we had gotten out of there, because we just zipped up and we were like, fuck it, let's go. <clears throat> yeah. So our kids were taken by another artist who happened to have a van nearby. She has kids, too. Their, her kids were playing with my kids at the time. Yeah. So next thing you know, we find out, like, three people have been shot and killed, and one person Whoa. is still alive. And I'm like, then you know what? No. <laughs> like, I really wish my kids hadn't have been here for that. But... You know, they still had that experience. They still learned something from it. I mean, I'm glad nothing bad happened to my children, but, you know, still, they had another experience under their belt. But, you know, they learned a lot of stuff I don't want them to, but it's just it's life. They would be learning shit I don't want them to learn in public school, too. That's exactly what I was going to say is that, that, and I've wrestled with this often. Because I encounter some things like that, I don't have any choice but my son be exposed to whether it's like uh, like severe alcoholism or like mm-hmm. really poor communication between people, and um, with like yelling and shit like that. And <clears throat> and I, I think about it in another way is that well, well I'm here, so I like you know if he experiences that somewhere else and he knows that I'm here to talk to him about it, like because it, otherwise he's gonna probably experience it as an adult and be alone. 
And yeah, and you don't want that. And mm-hmm. you want your kids to have you right there. And that's, you know, how we, I guess, validated what we were doing as yeah. well. I mean, <laughs> everything that we're talking about is funny. I was like, yep, I had that conversation with myself. <laughs> yep. You know, I know that they're going to end up seeing stuff that they're not supposed to see. But if they see it when you're right there to explain it, mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you're like, okay, well, this is not so bad. Yeah, exactly. You know, this this isn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Like, they've run into several people that, you know, have been on drugs. A lot of these festivals we go to are music and art festivals. Music and art together normally has alcohol, normally has drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of acid. Just the way it is, you know, watching people walk in, and you can obviously tell they're tripping. And mm-hmm. you're just oh, kind of like, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> yep. You know, you're like, you were doing a terrible job of hiding this. Your skirt <laughs> is definitely, you know, up, and your slurk is showing. So. Yep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, you you, know, you want to tell people. Yeah, you, just, you want to tell people so bad. Be like, you need to find a safe space and just sit. You know, but yeah. <laughs> and your your kids are sitting there watching people walk around like that, or if they're just lost out of their mind. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one guy blatantly hitting on me in front of my husband and oh, my God. children. You oh, know, God. and I'm like, guy, you know, <laughs> how drunk are you? <laughs> <laughs> the big bearded guy behind me is not my, you know, best friend Lucy. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> paint him. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, he is going to kick your ass. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and refrain from from doing that please you know and the thing is like we've got thick skin and i don't really care if if people hit on me and neither does my husband and I, likewise i don't care if they hit on him either mm-hmm. it's just you know just try not to be grabby try not you know yeah don't, that don't, kind of stuff don't threaten you know, my life don't see that but they do yeah exactly <laughs> well that's what i like tell my son is you know with a lot of people Instead of getting um, bummed that you encountered someone who was either like, you know, uh, aggressive or not, like a friend that hits you or whatever, don't get mad at the yeah. friend that hit you. Just set your limits and remove yourself yeah. as best you can. Like, it's, yeah, sometimes you're going to be around. You have to. You, you have to set your limits with everything. And, you know, I keep telling my kids, like, I hope you remember this. Everything in moderation. Please, God, <laughs> everything in moderation. Yeah, that's what I tell my son, too. I'm like, experiment if you if that's what you're going to do, but just don't. Yeah, don't, don't just go don't crazy. go overboard. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't be like, oh, my God, I've got it, so I must have it now. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no. Ease into that shit. Please. Yeah. Even carrots every day. Um, are bad for you just no uh, yep yes please know when to say enough is enough <laughs> yeah. uh, um. but they've seen a lot of stuff and they've gotten to meet a lot of cool people and i think it's so funny because like you know we meet these people the same people all the time you know mm-hmm. like we see a lot of them like every couple of months we're like oh my gosh we're doing another show and guess who's gonna be there and so my kids get to you know hang out with well-respected known artists you know wow. <laughs> and they just think it's oh these are just my friends mm-hmm. these are just people that know me and i you know i get to go hang out at their house and you know 
it's really funny because all these people, you know, we'll go walk around talking to each other and some people will come in sporting their art and, you know, likewise, and we'll happen to be there and we're like, oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. That's horrible artwork. You should get out of here with that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, just, it's so fun because you get your, your little art family that, yeah. you know, you kind of lean on when you have an emergency or you know i've you know, my mentor i've called her up so many times like wigging out and she's like oh my god shut up this is how you fix this problem calm down and i'm like yeah. oh okay she's like that happened to me like 17 years ago i'm like oh okay well it's happening to me now for the first time and i'm wigging she's like obviously is there anything else i can help you with <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, because then you feel like an idiot. You know, you're like, oh, okay. I didn't even think about that, but that's really smart. <laughs> so you know, it's nice to have those people that you can freak out to, and they're just like, oh, I totally got that. It's all right, because I'm the baby of the group now. Yeah, oh, really? So, I'm, yeah, I'm the newest one. Everybody else has got me, like, by five years. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you're right. I'm showing up. I'm like, I'm a new kid. Yeah. I don't know shit. Well, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> but you have that like that valuable sense of community. Something oh, that most definitely. I, I could imagine getting in an office. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. And it's so funny because either you, you're liked or hated. There's no like we'll mm-hmm. tolerate you. It's you know, <laughs> you walk up with someone they don't like you, they just leave. Yep. Or they'll just stare at you until you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's kind of funny because you run into the, a few of the stereotypical, you know, look down your nose artists, oh, yeah. you know, that think that they're just the most amazing things on two feet. And mm-hmm. those people, you just kind of smile, nod, and keep on going, you know. Like, yeah. Yes, we all know you love yourself. Congrats. But, you know, everybody here had to start out at the same freaking spot. Everybody here had to start out with their own hardships. And, you know, we had mentioned this earlier about, you know, being able to pull through and mm-hmm. have all the hard stuff happen to you. You know, it weeds you out. You know, weeds out the people that don't want to do it that bad. Mm-hmm. You have to really want to do this to do it. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sane person that I would know of that's like, you know what? I'm going to be poor and homeless, and I'm going to live in the hopes that people are going to get my stuff next weekend. You know? <laughs> yeah. Who wants to do that? You know, when you put it like that, who wants to live that life? Who mm-hmm. wants to, you know, bet their, you know, dinner on that? Yeah. But we do it, and it's because we love it and i still think i'm going to be doing this 20 years from now i still think i'm going to be doing it 50 years from now so i i'm just now getting started and yeah i'm having to sacrifice a lot on the altar of dues Mm -hmm. but i don't know they make for awesome fucking stories yeah exactly and you know i don't like i don't do archery to hit a bullseye i do archery because i like shooting a bow yeah, and practice, and, yeah. you know, you want to get good at it. I want to be able to, you know, just sit down and paint stuff, and people be like, oh, my God, and walk away with it, and me sit back and be like, oh, you know how much money I just made? You know, that would be nice. That would be really, really nice. Like, I just made enough to, you know, meagerly live mm-hmm. for the next, like, five months. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, we we did a show 
where a lot of my friends were having not good shows and mm-hmm. we come up out of nowhere and had a great show. Wow. And I was just like, oh my God, there's no rhyme or reason to it. You can't mm-hmm. predict what's going to happen. You, people could try all the live long day. You cannot yeah. predict what's going to happen <laughs> at an art show. So, you know, we were in Oklahoma mm-hmm. and we sold a painting that wasn't even put up on the wall. Some lady comes walking in and she was just like, do you have a pirate ship? I was like, oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I do. I didn't put it up because I'm in a landlocked state. And I didn't think anybody would like that here. So, <laughs> so I was like, yeah, it's in the trailer. So my husband had to walk like five blocks to go pick up this painting and walk back through a mass of people. Mm-hmm. And as soon as they saw it, they bought it. And I was just like, oh, my God. And it was wow. like a big painting, too. So really? I was, yeah, I was really, really happy. I I couldn't believe they just, dude, there's no nonchalant, you know. He was like, oh, how much you want for it? Do the price out. And he was like, mm-hmm. I'll take it. I was like, oh, my God, what the, okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I was so happy. And I was just like, oh, my God. And I look at my husband, and I'm like, both of us sitting there thinking we don't eat good for like four months. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. So, I'm not going to touch anything that even looks like ramen. No. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected surprises, though. That's right. So and it's so nice because when it happens, you're just like, this is it. This feeling right here, this is why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. The fact that somebody wanted to spend the money that they worked their asses off for on my hard work. Yeah. I love that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love that. It is the coolest. I don't know. It's just this. It's like adopting a kid, I guess. You know, yeah. you're just like kind of giving it away, and you, somebody's paying you good money for it, and you're like, I hope you take care of it. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I make made it, it from scratch. You know, <laughs> make an impression on them too, and it's like it's everlasting because as long as they keep that. <laughs> and, yeah, and it's cool. We've done a couple of shows where people come back. You know, and it's oh, it's wow. nice. You know, we've done a few now where it's like this is our second show. Mm-hmm. And people come back and they're like, oh, I remember you from last year. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe you remember me from last year. <laughs> can't believe you didn't just walk right by me like everybody else did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's so funny because, you know, our display got bigger and we got cooler stuff in it. And it's so funny because, you know, we do these shows in, you know, the middle of the country and we've got surfboards that we bring with us and it's Mm -hmm. you know it's hilarious because you know we didn't get all of our stuff from you know the the shop online where everybody else gets it we just kind of like pieced it together with secondhand stuff and you know just you have to do it like I said it's a lot on the altar of dues but you know we ended up making a pretty badass display. I've got like old ammo boxes and stuff like the wooden ones that, you know, we put our prints and stuff in. And like I said, we got surfboards in the middle of Landlock State. And people are like, what in the hell? You know, <laughs> yeah. so they, we get their attention. It's so funny. We get it. And we're just like, hey, what's up? You know? <laughs> That's Here's rad. my crazy ass artwork on some random stuff. And, you know, <laughs> get so much personality, though, wrapped even in the way that you display things. <laughs> oh yeah, we have to put personality in it. I mean, we're competing with such, you know, amazing, well-known artists. Mm-hmm. You know, people that have been doing this for years upon years that have got a following of people that'll show up from states away. You know, just 
oh my god have you heard so and so is going to be in town well hell yes i'm going to be there how, mm-hmm. how can you not you know how you ask me that we don't have that yet we're still working on it we're still getting our, our people that are like oh my gosh it's April bird, you know, I'm still waiting yeah. for that. <laughs> so, but it's really cool because, like I said, we've had a lot of people come back and, and want to see what we're doing and what I've done and how big I've grown. And, you know, it's 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 awesome. We'll hold up side-by-side pictures of, like, oh, this is what it looked like last year at this time. Like, how sad is that? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, it's just funny. Building all that momentum behind you. <laughs> We have to have that moment behind us or else we're just dead in the water. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there's nowhere to be. No. I have to move forward. <laughs> and that's in the bet and every time you move forward, like no matter what, as long as you're focusing on the work, you grow. Mhm. Just gets better. Well, I get to grow. You know, I I try not to repeat myself, but damn it, I do it every mm-hmm. now and then. I've got three sea turtles. Ooh. And yeah, my first sea turtle there's a little watercolor sea turtle. The next one was one like little popping up out of nowhere right behind a reef. And then the third one was on the surfboard. Mm-hmm. And I had done all of these within one year of each other. Wow. So I look at the third one compared to the first one and I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Looks like I just painted this like six years ago. You know? Wow. <laughs> it was like this, like. Awful, you know, and I'll look at some of the things that I've done, and normally I can, you know, find out what's wrong with them and all, but these are just, I don't know, I'm cranking them out so quickly that I'm just, I'm not noticing the learning curve until I, you know, take the last thing I painted and put it next to the first thing I painted, and I'm like, oh, crap. So You're now, like, spending way more or a lot more time working on your art since you guys left Alaska, I, I take it, right? Oh, yeah, most definitely. But I, oh God, I miss my studio. I had a kitchen studio in Alaska. Oh, my God. It was nothing but like it was a wall of windows. And then it had my little drafting table right there. And so I mean, like, even if the snow was falling, I mean, it's everywhere I looked, I could see it. Oh, so cool. it was, yeah, it was nice. And my kids were out there playing. And, you know, I could see them out there doing that every time. So. Mm-hmm. I miss that. I miss having that huge dedicated space, especially if I wanted to like make a huge frame. You know, I could because I had a lot of space, and now I don't. Yeah. Gotta hope the weather's good outside. You know. Yeah. Get like a few umbrellas. Yeah, (laughs) which always sucks because like you go to spray the protectant on it outside, and you're like, I hope no bugs stick to this. Oh yeah. It sucks. Like the little things that you never really think of, you know, you're like, oh crap, I'm doing this outside. This is going to suck, you know. Mm -hmm. I've done that before where like a bug has literally flown into a portrait. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, having to surgically extract those from the paintings, those are fun. (laughs) It's so great. I love it. Wow. It happened too. to my surfboard. Yeah, it happened to my surfboard. I was putting a whole bunch of I because I put about nine cans of spray protectant on top of my surfboards, mm-hmm. and um, <laughs> had a couple of bugs fly in there, and I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my god! And plus, if you put it in like in direct sunlight for too long, too quick, mm-hmm. also it'll bubble, and I don't like that happen so oh, no. I'm like I'm constantly moving it from like shade to sunlight <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> like, 
<laughs> and just and making sure that there's no bugs, you know. Oh, <laughs> so it's it's funny the, the little peculiar crap that you have to do to call yourself an artist. <laughs> yeah, it's not just painting. It's, it's not just painting. It's a bunch of other crap. It's plus I hate the website shit. Oh my god, I'm so happy my husband runs that. I'm just gonna like oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> That's the part where I just want to throw my stuff down and storm off like a three-year-old and be like, I don't want to be an artist anymore. So when it came to putting that together, I just kind of looked at him and was like, no, I don't want to do this. He was like, well, I'll take care of that. I'm like, thank you, God. Yeah, I I can't stand the technological part of it and no. it's so funny because like a lot of my friends do digital art uh-huh. and they've got amazing stuff and they're just as good at painting on canvas as they are at you know painting on computer screens but oh really yeah they are and the funny thing is is i sit there and i look at it and i'm like i can't do it i can't i i like to feel it plus i paint with my fingers a lot oh like oh. I'll put paint down and I'll blend it with my, you know, with my fingertips, and it's just it's the funniest thing because I'm like I can't I can't do that. Yeah. A computer, you know, I can't. And they're sitting there and they're trying to make their case like, come on to the dark side, you know, <laughs> Enjoy come that. do the digital, come go digital. <laughs> and I'm like I don't want to, but you know, I, I'll probably end up bending and playing with it or whatever. But you know, mm. you're gonna have to eventually bend to it. Yeah, but. I don't know. I just, I like having my fingers in it. It's fun. <laughs> I'll write with, uh, with pen or pencil sometimes. And people are like, that's so slow. And I have piles and piles of journals. So I'm yeah. kind of right there with you. Like, yeah, it's yeah. just something different about the tactile feel of it. It's nice. I don't know. It's just, it's fun. Plus, with me painting on the inside paint splatter, you can mm-hmm. literally run your fingers down it and feel the bumps and all that. Whoa. So I've got I got that texture going. <laughs> texture. <laughs> got texture. It's gotta be your like catchphrase and like a big old poster. We got texture. <laughs> <laughs> got that texture. A friend of mine does like highly textured paintings and he had just put something up on Facebook and he had actually Sold it out like got that texture, put an H at the end of it, and I was like, "Fuck yeah, man!" <laughs> rock that, yes. <laughs> That's what he's known for, though. It's so funny because like we all have our little nicks that you know we're, what we're known for. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my mentor, he does birds, like as people. Whoa. People as birds, the birds as people. Like always, they have like top hats and stuff, like personalities. They're yeah. Different funny they're so funny and my other friend Derek the guy with the texture <laughs> he's got all the uh he does like trees and stuff and his stuff is really cool mm-hmm. um oh. there's uh my friend Carrie she does a lot of like whimsical stuff and then there's me the chick that paints inside messes so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, the aspect of like painting and drawing is more of a, a skill thing like a learned skill and then um, your style, like for example, how you have your Rorschach testing, how you start off with that, or your friend with the texture, like that's the thing that that's unique. Because mm-hmm. I grew up in, uh, I don't know, I I grew up around a lot of people who were like this, but I also grew up in like a small flyover town in Idaho for a little bit. Yeah, and maybe it was 
because I grew up there, which is mainly just logging labor industry. You, you, you know, didn't have very many artists or children of artists in school. And people were just like, I'm bad at drawing. Like, I just, like, it's not a learned behavior. It's an innate skill or skill you're born with. And, you know, as I became an adult, I've realized how phony that is. Just like with writing, it's a skill. But the thing that, like, that sets you apart from people, from my understanding, is the things that you like to do within that skill. Mm -hmm. And, like, for for you, for instance, you, we talked about your one of your daughters um, not drawing is when she was upset that she wasn't drawing as well as you were. Um, mm -hmm. Did you, so were you a shitty drawer when you started? For, for like, <laughs> that you were, and did you like over time just start getting well, better? Like, <laughs> let's see the earliest drawing. I think my mom's got is when I was 18 months old. That oh. was the earliest one she saved. And I had Ooh. drawn a, a face mm -hmm. and it had a pig nose. All my faces had pig noses. So, I mean, I also have a picture where I've got like 16 fingers on one hand and four on the other. I mean, like, so I went through my, my shitty drawing phase as every child does. <laughs> yeah. And I was not a prodigy. Um, but it, I don't know, it was a lot of fun for me drawing. It was my escape. It was yeah. my happy place. It was, you know, it was my best friend because I was an only child. Mm -hmm. I was alone a lot. And I loved drawing. I just, plus I was in a really cool area of the world. I lived, you know, right on the water in North Carolina. So, oh, I mean, like yeah. the beach was a constant, you know, we were always going to the beach or fishing or something in the water. There was a lot of things around me to inspire me. But, you know, growing up where I grew up, unless you painted, you know, sand dunes and lighthouses People didn't give a shit what you could do. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> if you don't conform to the, you know, the beach scene, you're not going to make any money. And I didn't, yeah. you know, I didn't make any because that I was not interested in that. I grew up seeing that every single day. I didn't want to paint it. Mm -hmm. I wanted to paint the things that I didn't know anything about. I wanted to paint the things that I loved. And at the time when I was growing up, you know, in my formative years. I was interested mm -hmm. in the darker stuff that no one really wanted to talk about, the taboo stuff, the tattoos Ooh. and the sex, the, you know, that's what yeah. I was interested in. <laughs> and, you know, so I would paint a lot of women that were naked and had, you know, tattoos all over them and all, you know, mm -hmm. what I was interested in at the time. Yeah. And it was just, you know, people were like, no, you know, <laughs> I am not accepting this at all. But it was so funny because the whole time that they're cutting it down, they're still staring at it. Yeah. And I was just kind of like, you don't stare at landscapes this long, do you? No, you don't. <laughs> You're staring at these because, you know, they're good enough to look at and, you know, you like it too. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you just don't want to tell anybody. But I had to stop doing that kind of artwork because it was attracting the wrong type of people. Oh yeah. And yeah, and I didn't really I didn't really want that. I was just kinda like, that's not the name that I want to make for myself. So I quit doing it. Mm -hmm. I just up and stopped doing it. Wow. And I had been doing that style of work for about five years. Mm -hmm. So Oh wow, you're so skill wise, you were pretty deep into that. Mm hmm But I liked it too because I like to paint portraits. 
mm-hmm. and I like to blend skin colors and all that. It's a lot of fun to do that. And what better way to get practice painting skin than pinups and stuff mm-hmm. like that? So, oh yeah, Especially you know. <laughs> Definitely wasn't painting any huge naked guys. I was painting a lot of huge <laughs> naked chicks because if I was going to have to stare at it for a while, <laughs> then they better look really good. Yeah, you don't want all like hairy. <laughs> no, not really what I want to wake up to every morning. Like, good morning. Oh my God, put it away. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um, uh, definitely not what you want or what your husband wants. No, no, no. <laughs> I got to wake up to other men every day. I know, right? You're like, I got to keep it where both parties are, are appeased yep. for quite some time. So, I don't put up paintings and or paint paintings and then just put them away forever. I, you know, I hang them up on the wall for a little while. They've all been wall tested for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> wall tested. I like that. Well, um, like I found out that it in fact will sit on the wall. So. Yeah. <laughs> been tried and tested for at least one month. That's right. Most definitely, because I got to stare at it for a while, and it takes me a while to sign my paintings. I usually don't sign them as soon as I'm finished. Wow. I give it a while, because once I sign it, I don't touch it again. I won't paint over it or anything like that, so I got to make sure that I don't like have any problems with it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Your works are so personal. That's really cool. They are. They're definitely personal. I paint out my emotions. If I'm having a shitty day, I'll end up painting, you know, whatever I can to get out of it or get through it or whatever. So Mm -hmm. it's funny with like every painting that I sell, you know, have, you know, a little memory that's attached to it. I remember a lot of stuff and it's kind of cool. It's like a little scrapbook. Mm -hmm. It's kind of neat because people get to take it home with them. So I get to take my memories home too. That's really cool. The surfboard that I sold, the very first one that got my truck back. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was my old childhood surfboard. Whoa, really? Mm-hmm. That's... That was the one that I actually surfed on for quite some time. Whoa. That must so, have been a really powerful moment for you when you sold that surfboard. It was. It was. It was it was harder than I thought it was going to be, but it was sweeter than <laughs> I yeah. it was going to be, too. It was just kind of like, oh, finally. And it sold 36 minutes after we hung it up. Really? Wow. Yep. Minutes? We were just like, uh, really? <laughs> Did that just fucking happen? That's like, that's like something like that. We, that we go into a story. You have a surfboard. You surf on through childhood, and at the moment when you really, really needed, it was there. Yeah, it was right there, and and it was kind of funny because I gave my husband a little bit of shit for it. I was like, "What? You don't want me to paint the surfboard? What? You don't have time for me to paint the surfboard?" (laughs) (laughs) So it was just kind of funny now because like we have like three waiting to be painted now. (laughs) Oh my gosh. But these are the these are the ones that you know I'm. My surfboards are quickly becoming my masterpieces. The ones mm-hmm. that I am not willing to sell. And if you want them, you're gonna have to get them. Like you're gonna have to pay a lot of money for them if you want them. Yeah. But I mean, they're huge. They're all they're bigger than I am, and I'm six foot tall. I mean, mm-hmm. so like they're big big boards. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just kind of like, yeah, you really want this? They're expensive. Somebody had asked me before the last time. They're like, "How much for that?" It was like fifteen grand, and they about choked. Yeah. And I was like, 
And I just looked at him and I was like, I don't want to sell it. And, you know, it's part of my display. I was like, and if you want it, you're going to have to pay me for it. And if I have to sell it, this is what I'm comfortable getting for it. Yeah. I mean, they take months to paint. They take like, you know, they take a really long time, about three or four months to paint. So, yeah, it's, it's a lot. And people are like, no, I can't pay. I'm like, hey, I can't sit down and make this in a weekend. So, I mean, it's not like, you know. Exactly. It's not like I'm sitting here just raking in the money just because I feel like it. You know, it's it's time away from my kids. It's time away from my husband. It's time away from, you know, life in general. So, I can devote it to painting on here. Huge aspect of your life. Like, and it's a huge piece of you, too. Like, now I'm making the connection more of how each piece is. Um, so personal and by personal I also mean that like it means so much to you you know it does it does and it's so funny because like you know my kids will help me figure out what some of them are Mm -hmm. or I'll do one just for them and you know I've given them original artwork for their birthdays and it's so funny because most kids you you give them you're like here's a painting and they're like really what the fuck i can't do anything with this you know you can see it written on their faces (laughs) my kids who have seen this you know go on for such a long time and realize this is what mommy does you know this is what mom does for a living you know i gave them a painting and they're jumping up and down and hugging it and getting all, ex- you know, and I'm like, oh, you know, like, that's the reaction I wanted to get. Thank you. You know, <laughs> Now, if just everybody could do that, I'd be really happy. But, you know, I don't give artwork away unless I know somebody's really going to like it. Yeah. Um, because, and I don't give artwork away to people I just met. I, I <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We, um, I came into my husband's family the same time my sister-in-law was just starting to date this guy named Ken and now they're married and we're, so we've been a part of the family for just about the same amount of time I think within a month or so mm-hmm. and um right before we left in 2016 so it was December 2015 I gave him a guitar and the guitar was the whole front of it was painted all Star Wars, everything, like Star Wars characters and stuff. And inside the guitar was the Death Star. (laughs) It was like painted through the hole on the back. And down the neck of it was all stars and the very top of it where you tune it. It was like, you know, in a galaxy far from, you know, along, you know, (laughs) all that stuff in the very beginning. (laughs) So, but it was, you know, like, I just realized it was like, damn, he's been in the family for this long. I was like, he's not going anywhere, you know, <laughs> I can yeah. give him artwork and I don't have to worry about you know, or breaking up with him or, mm-hmm. you know, it's like he's, he's a keeper. You know? yeah. <laughs> I think they were engaged at the time too. I think I'm just kind of like, yeah, all right. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So you, you don't want to spend that much time on, on a present for somebody and then be able to like, well, fuck everything about that person. Even what I got, you know, <laughs> yeah. trash it, you know, like, burn it oh, no. it was just a month of my life no big deal you know? yeah, exactly now that you're actually um you're giving me a, a much better idea of the value of a painting like when i'm thinking of it now and i'd like i'd go to a, a gallery museum and even you know some art shows and i would look at a painting uh in a very topical way i never really considered that wow this person's like poured hours into this like this is yeah them. it's 
it's crazy and I'm I'm actually glad that you know you're able to look at something and and get that from it now too. I mean it's it's with everything like you know with writing and you know how long does it take to finish a novel? Oh well, yeah. yeah. You know. <laughs> yes. And and you got to you got to wonder and I don't even know who said this like you know art is never finished it's simply abandoned. Mm-hmm. And it's so true cuz like um I'll look back, you know, like I said, the sea turtle, you know, you look back at the first one that you did and you're like, wow, that really sucks. You know, like, yeah. you can't believe, like I've been charging people money for this. Holy shit. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you look back at it and you're like, I've just, I've grown so much, but in order to get to this place, you had to do the shitty turtle in the beginning or what you now think is shitty. But at one point you liked it enough to put your name on it and make shit tons of copies of it. You know, you, you liked that at one point and you know, you get better every single time you sit down and paint, whether you want to or not, you get better. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't wait for the motivation to hit you. You got to sit down and work whether, you know, you don't give a shit about what you're painting or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I hate painting portraits of people I don't know or have never met, never seen in person, because a photograph will lie to your ass like mm-hmm. nobody in business. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to look, you know, especially like I was working on one and it's been photoshopped. I know it's been photoshopped. Oh, I can whoa. tell it's been photoshopped, and I'm just like, oh, fucker, how am I supposed to paint this person if this has been changed? Yeah. You know, how am I supposed to, you know, and I've just got to wing it. <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> so, Whoa. you know, it it sucks, but you know, I'm learning so much from it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so much from it. Next time I run into that problem, I'll be like, all right, I know how to fix this. <laughs> yeah, it's that uh, goes back to that ability to be able to, um, or not the ability. It goes back to using the skill of thinking on your feet. I was going to say ability, but that means that no one can do it. But you know, everyone can in that sense. But you're very good at it. Yeah. <laughs> We we try to be sometimes. Sometimes we're just like, can we make the right decision? I don't know. I just just go, keep going, go. So <laughs> I looked at people who were doing uh, like way far ahead of me. Uh, for instance, in comedy, and they mm-hmm. were putting on really cool shows, and even the stuff that they written, they seemed so sure of themselves, so confident, and just enjoying themselves. And I'm like, man, that's really cool. You know, how, how'd you how'd you figure out like this style that would work really well? For, with people you know how'd you figure out that you can do a show this way and they're like figure it out what do you mean i just make the well, show and yeah right <laughs> like that's oh i didn't really like oh, this fell into my lap exactly like this <laughs> yeah. but like i i wanted to do artwork and it's so funny because like i'm a little kid you know like, what do you want to do i'll be an artist and mm-hmm. i kind of laugh you know oh, okay what do you really want to do <laughs> uh i just said what i wanted to do yeah. so i mean like all I knew was that I wanted to be an artist and the tattoo thing kind of didn't work out. And I was just like, well, fuck, you know, I still want to be an artist. Well, what do I want? How do you just sell paintings? You know, I don't really know what I'm doing. Enter my very first mentor, Paula. Her husband worked literally back to back with my husband. Wow. So, you know, for days upon days, they would sit there and talk to each other. And, oh, what is your wife doing? My wife's an artist. What is your wife? Oh, my God, my wife's an artist, too. We got to get them together. She had been selling artwork, you know, in Louisiana for a while. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just like, oh, well, how cool is that? She did sculpting and all kinds of other stuff. You know, she wow. was like, you need to get into a show. And I'm like, show? How do you get into a show? What's a show? What? what? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd been to them, but never thought of it like that. Oh, that's mm-hmm. how they sell their artwork. <laughs> so she was just kind of like, well, here, this is a show that I do. And, you know, so she gave me like the connections and her mentor is now my mentor. Wow. Um, because she had unfortunately passed right mm-hmm. before I took off. She knew what I was getting ready to do and she mm-hmm. applauded it, but she had no idea that, you know, what was coming was mm-hmm. coming. So she unfortunately passed away, but she got to see me start my style and she was just, you know, she was over the moon excited for me. She was like, Oh honey, you nailed it. That's it. You found your thing. This is it. This is your style. She's like, it's so incredibly you. It ain't even funny. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. You know, just I, I miss her daily, daily. I miss her. And she was only a part of my life for like a year. You know, just wow. she made such a huge impact on me that you know, because of her, I was able to get rid of everything I'd ever known and was comfortable with, and just be like, let's go live on the road. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. And my mentor now, this lady who mentored Paula, and her name is Tina. She is crazy as fuck, and I love her for that. Oh, my God, I love her. The best people are. She's a crazy Cajun, and I I just love that woman. Oh, my God. I have a problem, and she solves it in, like, five seconds, and she has the best ideas, and she gives great advice, and her husband is an artist as well, and they just – this is what they do full-time, and I – love it <laughs> yeah. i absolutely love it because she's always like well check out this show oh i can get into this show. don't worry here this is the person you call after hours this is their cell phone number i'm like oh my god i'm not supposed to have this so she's like, oh, it's okay i'll tell them that you're calling i'm like okay <laughs> oh wow the woman has been in the business for a while and knows what shows to do, which ones to not do and mm-hmm. she's always looking for new ones too and she's incredibly open with me like she'll let me know if you know i'm getting ready to do something and she's like oh don't do that that is a terrible idea you know we put our money into it and it never worked and you know she will let you know she's not like most artists you know like oh how'd you do well you know i did okay but not great but not the worst of ever she'll tell you she's like oh we did shitty you know Or we did fantastic, you know, we made such and such thousands of dollars, and you're like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> which again, it can be done, it can be done. I know people can make this money, just yeah. can I make this money? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and so I think being honest about that, too, because, you know, if you, if everyone, it, it lets, you hear that, like, with um, with even podcasting, I guess, when I started, I was honest with people, I'm like, yeah, man, it's just hard at first because you know you don't get the reception or anything like that but um and then on like some episodes i would and i just be honest with people because if they didn't yeah. know that some days are going to be hard or uncertain or just not work out then when they do it they're just gonna get discouraged and turn around it's like mm-hmm. no that's normal that's a part of it all yeah but there's no way you can prep for it that's the funny thing like Mm -hmm. looking back at all the decisions that i've had to make you know when it's thrust in my lap and you know you're just kind of like i gotta solve this problem like right now i don't think i made bad decisions i don't think you know my husband or i were just you know like oh that was 
hmm, maybe we should handle that different, you know? Yeah. <laughs> We've done the very best that we could, and we calculated every decision that we possibly could, mm-hmm. you know? So, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's been freeing. Mm-hmm. I know that. I know that has been great. It's been incredibly freeing to live the way that we've been living. Um, the only thing that sucked is when it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> when it stopped, when the show stopped and there were no foreseeable ones coming up, we were just like, oh, fuck, we're in trouble now. Because yeah. <laughs> like, we, have, we have nowhere to go and it's cold. Mm-hmm. And because this was like right before Thanksgiving. Oh yeah. Right before Thanksgiving we had left Florida and we came to Arkansas and um somebody that we had known um through a mutual friend was like, You can stay at our cabin. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Okay, that's great. And it was forty five minutes away from the nearest shower and wow. also forty five minutes away from the nearest cell phone service. Um it was it hadn't been lived in in a while, and it was a, it was like a, a hand built straw bale house to begin with. So yeah. it was just you know there were there were some issues with it where it wasn't you know as kept up as it needed to have been. Uh huh. And I get that she was offering it, and I didn't want to look a gift horse in the mouth because I was fucking homeless. You know yeah. <laughs> what? What else cold. was I going to do? Mm-hmm. But I couldn't live here. I was just, I, I couldn't. It was too much. That, at that point, I was like, nope, I cannot in good conscience ask my family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I cannot ask my family to put up with this. So I was like, no, too much. Too much. I, that's, that's just living too rough. Yeah. So we had to do the ne- next best thing. And we were just like, all right, we finally have to put down roots. But, you know, how the hell were we going to do that when we were penniless and, you know, had no house? So we start calling around and ended up getting with a services like St. Francis House, I believe. Mm -hmm. They help us get a place. We end up moving in December 1st. I mean, like, it all happened so quick right after Thanksgiving. We were able to get into a place, and now we call it home. It's so funny because we were sleeping on cots for a while, and, I mean, (laughs) in our our apartment, we were still sleeping on our camping cots and using our camping <laughs> gear <laughs> but it, it worked and it was a it was a place of our own and you know mm-hmm. we ended up i mean it's so funny my art stuff takes up <laughs> three quarters of the house <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it is all just my artwork and like my big ass printer and you know everything that we've been carrying around you know, on the road for the past year is all he like the even the cast iron stove made it out. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> yeah, it's just like sitting in the living room. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it's it's, it's been fun. The mm-hmm. whole experience about it, everything. I can't really say too many bad things about it. Even the the bad shitty stuff that happened was funny now <laughs> looking yeah. at it. I mean it really was it was kind of funny we're just like wow by the skin of our teeth and you know making it by sometimes but we still made it by yeah and I don't know it's and we still want to do it that's the funny thing mm-hmm. even after all this shit that has happened to us we still are hooked on it and you know eventually 
I would like to get to the point to where I can tell my husband, hey, you don't need to really work if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. Always, you know, get back on the road with me and we'll do shows full time. I'm pretty sure at that point the kids would be out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> two less mouths to feed on the road. Exactly. <laughs> Some Remember potential artists to collaborate. To to? Yeah. I know, right? It was like, we can go. Remember when we said we could just sleep in the van? We could totally do that now. <laughs> uh, you know, I just feel bad about the kids being there. And you've got the van. <laughs> and we've got the van. I'll have a van by then. <laughs> yes. That's what I'm gearing towards, too. <laughs> And even in facing that, though, like that's that's worst case scenario, you know, where you're coming up and uh, into the like winter, for instance, and the best thing that you have is something where it like crosses, I guess, that that line that you set. Yet still, it worked in the end. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's that's the beauty of it, I think. It's just in the pursuit of the things that you love. Oftentimes. The pursuit of the thing that you love and, and also having somebody willing to help you out getting it yeah you know like my husband is incredibly supportive of me um very very supportive i don't know too many other people that would willingly give up a normal life to go and do what we've been doing and still push me to go do it some more mm-hmm. um like you know, he's already making sure, are you prepping? Are you getting ready to go to Florida? Are you excited? You know, I'm like, oh, yeah, I am. He's getting me geared up already. And it's Aww. not you know, even Christmas yet. Yeah. So he's wanting me to do what I what I love to do. And it's kind of nice because I get to hear his version of it. You know, mm-hmm. he will tell me, you know, I love watching you work. And, you know, I watch, but not like actually sitting down watching me paint because that's just weird. Yeah, but, you know, either. like he likes watching it transform. You know, he <laughs> likes watching it come from a black splatter of paint to some crazy design. And he was just like, well, what the fuck? I didn't even see that there. You know, <laughs> how did you see that? <clears throat> but he helps me on some of them too. Like, you know, if I get stuck or I see something that I can't, unsee after that you know still help me figure out one so it's just it's funny to him but i like to hear you know the way that he tells it because when people ask me all the time like i can't believe that you're trying to chase this down and i want this to be your life i'm like well you're in my booth and you're looking at my artwork and you're telling me you know how cool you think it is if you had the gift that I have, what would you do with it? Mm-hmm. You know, would you push for it? Would you try to get something out of it? Would you try to take what you love and make money off of it? Or would you keep it as a hobby and not tell anybody about it and just, you know, have your grandchildren find all your paintings when you die? You mm-hmm. know, I mean, like. <laughs> What would you do with it? You know, there's very few people that are given opportunities to do something cool and even fewer people that take advantage of it. Um, yeah, I agree. I'm I trying agree. to look at my life like that. A life well lived. I hope. Yeah, yeah. Well, a life, you know, and, and I don't know, even having those things, like you said, in hindsight, once again, like I, I would take, I would trade places or I wouldn't trade places with with the richest person in the world, with the person mm-hmm. who who had like just all the cards aligned correctly, than to have similar experience to what you've had, or 
I would even go so far as to say, like experiences that that I've had that even seem like they're just bad, but they they weren't. It, it was a story, mm-hmm. and you, you don't even like we would never read a book about a guy who decided to get married and had two kids, and then um, or I don't know, three kids, whatever, and then he died, and that was the end. Like yeah, like, like, woohoo! That was yeah. thrilling. Yeah, you wouldn't want to go see a movie about it. You wouldn't want to read a book about it. You'd just be like, okay, what makes you different from every other schmo I know? You know, like I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But they also don't want to read it where it's just handed to them either. You know, mm-hmm. like you've got to hit rock bottom in order to stand back up mm-hmm. and say. I still want this, you know, (laughs) you have to, like you, you really do. You've got to, you got to grab onto it while you're falling off the cliff, Mm -hmm. you know, hope that it'll pad your way on the way down, (laughs) you know, and just, right. You're like, let me build this plane real quick. Let me just hop in this thing. And I didn't crash. Mm -hmm. I may have bumped my ass, but I didn't crash. And, (laughs) You know, it was just one of those things to where I still want to build the plane. You know, mm-hmm. I, I still want to do it again. I want to jump off a cliff one more time. I want to go build my plane again on the way down. Mm-hmm. I want to keep doing this because I love this life. And I absolutely love what I do. And I don't know. There's something thrilling about setting up your little 10 by 10 space. Mm-hmm. and hanging all your artwork up and then sitting there and watching people react to it all day long. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it translates into you making money and sometimes it doesn't, but sometimes it translates into doing big commission work. Sometimes it translates into, Hey, I run a gallery and would love to have your stuff in my you know, shop. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, that's great. You never know who's going to walk into your little 10 by 10 space and change your life. Mm-hmm. So, and my husband and I have to keep telling each other that you never know. All of my friends have got that one story so far mm-hmm. <laughs> that that they go to their big story. You know, like what was your biggest sale ever? Oh my God! All of them are ready to tell you. They've all got those amazing stories. I don't have mine yet. <laughs> really, don't know I have one yet, but it's coming. Damn it, it is coming. I've heard of people that that end up. Um, someone walks in and buys their entire booth. Wow! I want every print you have. I want every painting you got. I, you know, I'm like, what in the hell? I'm waiting patiently. Yep. For that to happen. <laughs> I do my sheet. Just oh my god! I can't wait for this. It's gonna be great. So you know, and my husband is just like, I'm gonna see it one day. I'm gonna see it. And my mentors, because we do a lot of shows, she's like, I hope I'm here for it. You know, because they're everyone. We're all just waiting for it. Yeah. They're like, you're going to have your blow up moment and it's going to be great. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Is it going to be this show? Is it going to be the next one? The next, how about the one after that? You know, (laughs) it keeps you coming back because you're like, I'm waiting for it. I'm waiting. It's going to (laughs) happen. So it's it's been really, really cool up until this point. I can only imagine how cool it's going to be when I have my story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And just putting yourself out there, you're bound to have that story. Yeah, I'd be like, guess what? You remember when I made thirty grand in one day? You remember mm-hmm. that? <laughs> and it wasn't illegal, and it wasn't you know, yeah. there was no no shadiness involved. Uh, and it was Rorschach. 
No naked women. There's, there's, there's no naked ladies. Although I'm, I want to do, I want to do one that leaves everything to the imagination. Ooh, that would be really cool. I really do want to do one of those. I have a really good splatter for it, but I don't know. I think I want to put her on a surfboard. <laughs> <laughs> that would be cool too on a surfboard. That would be cool. That would be a lot of fun. Just because those are so big. <laughs> yeah, you'd have a lot of room to work on. I would, and it's so funny because like you'll get the people that come up, and my husband and I joke that their heads are like an egg timer because they'll like mm-hmm. to start off all cocked off to the side, and then they're like, oh, and it straightens right up. I'm like, I get it, I see it, I see what it is. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny because we have like those moments where um, you'd have like I had one where it was a zombie, a big zombie face, old puffed out eye. It was real gross. And these ladies were looking at it, and they were like, oh, oh, it's a zombie. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just imagine what it's going to be like when you have the naked lady and nobody realizes what she is. Because you don't see, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, oh, my gosh, it's a naked woman. Yep, it is. <laughs> be cool. Like, and I really like this paint. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. There was a guy in Alaska that drug his wife over. And I had a um, a real splattered grizzly bear, mm-hmm. and he was just vehemently just look at this chipmunk. This chipmunk is so cool. You gotta <laughs> see this. Oh my god! And she was like, I don't think that that. I was like, I hate to just be straight up sticking with your wife, but <laughs> that's not a grizzly or that's not a chipmunk. It's a grizzly bear. And he was like, Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> So funny. He was going off about it. This damn chipmunk. Really? <laughs> that you. But you never know what people are gonna see out of it. Like even if I paint, like you know, an orca whale, somebody <laughs> else is gonna see something else at first. So, That's kind of funny. Fun thing about it too. You um, you almost get to meet your idea of something with someone else's idea of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like leaving things up to the imagination, even with writing. It's a lot of fun. Allow people to make it, their own Well, functions. yeah, and without their imagination, it doesn't, it's not 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, you have to have somebody else to fill in the gaps of what you left, you know. They have to be able to piece it together, you and know, they have to be able to imagine what the rest of it looks like, or else it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> You're reminding me of um of scary movies when I was a kid. How they didn't have enough CGI to like show, you know, the technical parts. It was way yeah. more scary then, and even watching it now, like it's way more scary. But now things, I don't know, they just either seem gruesome or just strange. Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I got inspired by the older stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's because I am old, but you know. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Who gives a shit? But that was because I lived through the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like, the movies, like, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, I remember being a little kid watching those and it scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> but, you know, my granddad, who was, you know, sleeping on the couch on the remote, you know, <laughs> I wasn't about to wake him up to be like, this movie is scaring me because it was scaring the shit out of me. And I didn't just oh, yeah. like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. 
Oh my god! So my... those movies, like they transformed my whole life, you know. And I remember like those movies being why I fell in love with like special effects, makeup, and stuff like that. Like every year for Halloween, like my kids and myself, we end up just dying. All of us got something wrong with us. We're just dead. <laughs> but it's because of movies like that, you know, where everything was relied on how well can the artist paint to scare the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh. the Evil Dead movies and um, like the Army of Darkness and all that stuff. You know, I remember watching those movies. Those movies scared me. Nightmare on Elm Street, that scared me. And that was all, you know, hand done. There was no CGI to it. Mm-hmm. And those movies, I don't know, just they were scary as shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the stuff now, I mean, I guess it's so real that you know, you just, you're disconnected from it but you know mm-hmm. back then it was there was nothing else to compare it to it yeah like, oh my god it came out of nowhere it yeah. out of me so <laughs> i never even thought about like the painting aspect being something that lent itself to uh creating those moments do you remember the movie legend with tom cruise and tim curry yeah that movie scared and enthralled me. Like <laughs> watching the the little the chick Meg mm-hmm. popped up out of the water and tried to eat him or whatever. Yep. As soon as I saw her, I was scared shitless, but I couldn't stop staring at her. <laughs> and I was just like, Oh my gosh And once my dad and my granddad were explaining to me, you know, these are puppets. This is you know, this is all fake. This is makeup or whatever oh, showing me how it was done like the behind the scenes or whatnot. I was just like, Oh my God, they're made? Like people make these things? I'm like, I gotta learn how to do that and it just it kicked off so many like labyrinths, you know, like those those movies were amazing. Mm-hmm. So just watching all that stuff come to life and realizing that it all came from a drawing i was like oh <laughs> mind blown there's a whole section of art that had no idea that you know <laughs> yeah just jaws drop so i got yeah i got like seventh grade and my seventh grade art teacher is like oh have you ever thought about doing this and i'm like no i have not you know again mind blown didn't realize that i could chase that so you know i still like i said want to be a tattoo artist just want to learn how to do that and there's so many things that I still want to learn how to do and play around with. And that's what I love about art. It's always changing. You never really, you know, get comfortable in it. You're just kind of like, oh, well, let me try this. Let me try that. <laughs> While I'm doing this, let me try this too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just soak it all up. Freedom. You're not going to do like some monotonous, repetitive thing. Not saying painting is, but I'm comparing it to mm-hmm. more like you know, other things like industrial labor, for instance, or even uh, the trap of woodworking where you make the same piece of furniture over and over again. Um, Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, that would. I just like this newness and, you know, following curiosities. Like that's the exciting part of life. And the more that I can do that and the less that I could do, you know, the tink or not the the other stuff, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. Did you find yourself still with that crap no matter what you do? And that's the part that sucks because you're just kind of like, oh, if I was rich enough to get rid of all that, that'd be great. <laughs> yep. If I could hire somebody else to, like, you know, 
fret about all my problems. That'd be wonderful. Yeah. But, you know, you end up doing the tedious stuff. Like, I have some parts of my paintings where I'm just kind of like, oh, this sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, like the little tiny pieces that nobody else is really going to look at. I know no one's going to look at those. No one uh-huh. is going to dissect every single drop of my painting. <laughs> but I do it anyway, just in the hopes that one day it will be studied. But uh-huh. it's um I don't know, you have your moments where you're like, Wow, this is really boring. This is my <laughs> this is my job. I'm sitting here just like, Yep, I'm filling this whole thing in gray, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I know that I'm gonna paint over it in like a few hours, but I have to block it in gray now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, I'm getting ready to paint completely over this. And when I tell you that it was black, you're going to be like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of funny because you do have your moments where you're just like, wow, this really sucks. I wish I could be doing anything else with this right now. Mm-hmm. But they're few and far between, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like. I don't really. Go ahead. Oh, it's kind of like washing the dishes. Yeah. You're, you're never going to avoid that. It's going to be an aspect of this thing that you want to do, which would be eat. And yeah. if it's not joyous, like if if you allow it to be tedium and, you know, you avoid it, dishes will pile up and it'll be worse than it would have been. Mm-hmm. Or you could also find a way to enjoy that tedium somehow. But that's really hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, it is really hard, but you end up, you you have to. You know, you look back and you're like, well, I'm washing dishes, but I'm not washing somebody else's dishes. I'm washing my dishes. Yep. Like I said my family. You have to look at it yeah, exactly in those ways. You know, you're just like, yeah, but I'm painting. Mm-hmm. You know, I could be sitting around, you know, listening to people complain about their phone bills like I used to do. Oh yeah. Um, you know, I could be doing this, but nope, I am painting. Mm-hmm. I am bored out of my mind painting this one thing, but. Because I'm self-employed, yeah. you know it's nice. It really is all in how you look at stuff, mm-hmm. and I can't let that toxative, negative, easy, easy mm-hmm. way to think. Did I just say toxic? Toxic. 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 I'm fucking pretty. <laughs> Sorry, I say that when I do something stupid. I'm like, I'm pretty. So <laughs> yeah, I can't let that in because it, it it gets in too quick. You know, mm-hmm. it doesn't take long, and one bad thought becomes 50, and then you're just like, why do I even do this? You know, mm-hmm. it's hard enough because you put that pressure on yourself as an artist anyway. Mm-hmm. But, I, you know, like, I have to do this perfect. If I don't, you know, it's not going to sell. I'm not going to make any money. It's, it's You know, it's it's hard. You're hard on yourself. If I'm my biggest critic. Mm-hmm. Nobody can tear me down like I can tear me down. In a lot of ways, I imagine that that's um, that's a strength, as it is something you have to watch out so it doesn't become destructive. Um, I yeah. I will ruthlessly go through my things, and the part where it becomes destructive though is like if I'm going to have a conversation with someone um, for a podcast, or if I'm going to go up on stage, and mm-hmm. if that moment I let a toxic thought go in, oh no. I am. Yeah. <laughs> I just sunk a ship. Like this night's not going to go very well. <laughs> quicksand. Oh, it's quicksand. It's so yeah. bad because like it doesn't take long, and you're just you know, as you're doing or as I'm doing all mm-hmm. my artwork, you know, it all starts incredibly crude. It's like every one of them is burst. Mm-hmm. Like you have this little speck of oh, I can kind of see where that's going to be a person, and then 
next thing you know, you're like, oh, I see a little piece of it. I see a hand. There's an eye. You know, you, you get to see it come to life. But it has its ugly duckling stages like everything else. Mm-hmm. You, you you start out and you are so motivated. And you're like, this is going to be the best painting ever. And I'm going to kick so much ass at this. <laughs> and then about halfway through, I am like questioning every decision I have ever made from a young age all the way up until now. <laughs> Why am I trying to chase this dream as an artist? I can't believe because I suck, obviously. And then in the end, you're just like, look, it saved it. Mic drop, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So it always goes through its moment where you just want to rip it up, but you know, that's where you just kind of persevere and just be like, all right, well, it sucks now, but tomorrow it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let it stay ugly for long. So, <laughs> I'm going to be diligent. Yeah, Good. that's right. Tomorrow you're going to be pretty. <laughs> I'm going to make you up good. That's right. We're going to transform you. Yes. Like We're going to do of, a makeover. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those makeover shows where they give them new, like, outfits to wear. That's right. You're like, guess what, honey? Tomorrow you're going to look good. Like, right now, one of the portraits I'm working on, like, you don't start with white teeth. Like, mm-hmm. I don't use white hardly ever. Really? <laughs> Everybody's like, Oh, you must use a lot of white. I'm like, No. It's like it's so it's so bright that it it hurts your eye. Like if you put regular white mm-hmm. on someone they they like chiclets. Like it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah, like they're curved. You have to put the curve of the tooth on there. You gotta put the shadow in, you gotta put a little bit of yellow, but I never start out with a white tooth. They always start out like brown, you know. Whoa. <laughs> so I haven't got it filled in yet and this place was like brown teeth terrible beautiful woman brown teeth you know but she's not done yet so she's in her ugly state bad yeah i find that surprising (laughs) that, that it never was white i would have never expected that you put white on there for like the shine that's it there's like one little yeah and that's the only color of like you know our only space where I have white there's uh-huh. a little bit in the eye but other than that it's like an off-white color it's got a little gray in it I mean there's yeah there's a lot of different colors when it comes to people it's so funny <laughs> I'm just sitting there like prepping something and like sometimes they'll start out green like if they're like olive skin tones mm-hmm. you start out with a green what? and if they're really really white you start out with blue blue? <laughs> that's uh-huh. crazy I layer my paint on like one watered down layer at a time so you can see all the way through it. Oh, like the nuances. It's not just like a blob of color. It's blended in. I'm looking like. It's blended over time, like, you know, 15, 16 applications of color. Whoa. Yeah, I'm looking at like an actual painting that I have right now compared to mm-hmm. like uh, a computer generated print and the one that I'm looking at it it looks like it just pops out everything looks three dimensional with all these colors if i would try to paint that which i have it's a forest like a really really dark forest and oh, cool. greens and blacks if i were to paint in it though it would look like a black blob and i never understood <laughs> like, <laughs> that makes so much sense to me now wow <laughs> it's so funny because, like, I teach um, – I started doing this in Alaska with a company called Artists Uncorked and absolutely loved them, loved the lady who ran it. Her name is Diana. She was so cool. 
so I used, it was a paint and sip class where you go and you drink and they teach you how to paint a painting. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the instructors and I was really good at going to the bars because that was where they would send me out. They're like, you know, here, go to this bar and teach these 30 ladies how to paint this painting. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right, cool. That's awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> I got to drink while on the job. That was great. I loved that. Oh, yes. You Right? You know, <laughs> tell me oh, that's a bad thing. And I got to teach a bunch of people how to paint. So, and the funny thing was, like, if I could paint the painting at home in 15 to 30 minutes, I knew that I could teach a two-hour class. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I'd go, we'd be doing the, like, beach scene or something. And I'd be like, oh, hello, my name is April, and I'm a professional artist. And everybody would be like, oh, God. You know, and I'm like, why? (laughs) Why are you, like, not happy to see me? You know, and they're like, oh, my painting's going to look terrible. I'm like, look, the best thing I can tell you is I have made every mistake that you were going to make, and I can tell you how to fix it. <laughs> <I'm> like, <"No." laughs> the biggest thing is stop painting. Stop it. Stop. <laughs> Put it down and drink for a little bit and let that thing dry so you can paint over top of it. <laughs> Because everybody's like, well, just add more paint. I'm like, if it's still wet and you keep adding it and swirling it around, you're just going to end up with a blob of, like, brown. (laughs) Not going to be pretty. You're not going to like it. But it was just, I don't know, it's it's fun to do that. And actually, um, just now started wanting to teach some here. I'm supposed to start after Christmas. It's going to be fun because talk about keeping it simple. (laughs) All right, we're going to paint this painting, and we're going to get drunk while we're doing it. That's yeah. right, everybody. <laughs> we'll have fun time. That's right. We're going to have a good time. You don't like the way your painting looks? Drink some more. You're going to like it before you leave. <laughs> but, you know, the same thing, all my paintings start like that. Mm-hmm. You know, every one of them starts out incredibly crude. And I tell people that when we're doing classes. You know, I'm just kind of like, you know, all these start out the same as how you would do it mm-hmm. the only thing is at the end of the two-hour class you go home and hang it on the wall where i go home and i'm like oh watch me fix this thing <laughs> you know yeah. i keep at it and keep at it and keep at it you know you have to have that persistence to follow what you love or you know mm-hmm. you're never going to get good at it yeah exactly um, but like going back to me telling my kid you know i did not pop out of my mom with this capability i just haven't given up on it over a lot of years <laughs> and i have experienced that in writing where like uh i i used to think that you'd spend time thinking of uh the next really good thing to say if you're writing a novel then it'd be next sentence um comedy it'd be like the next bit or thing that's supposed to be funny and if it wasn't if you didn't like what you're about to put down don't put that down try to think of something else um, I didn't realize that you actually, there's a strategy like Hemingway would use and um, other writers as well, where you just write and that's it. You don't even think about writing or anything. You put out just this crude representation of what is going through your mind. You know, if it's a novel, obviously you're trying to think about the story and you just write random things about the story. And yeah. after the fact, you remove things that don't make sense and that you don't like. And you just keep moving. It's like sculpting it down. Whereas like you would never, it would never look like the story when you initially look at it. It just looked like nonsense. And Mm -hmm. then over time, 
it starts to come together as you work on it and try to figure it out. Yeah. Well, like my little salty sea captain guy I'm working on right now. I started working on him in Florida, really like gave him attention. Mm -hmm. And it was while I was at a show and I got the basics down. Like I know where his face is going to be and people are, oh, just I'd leave it like that. And I'm looking at him like, what are you, high? Like, you know, (laughs) I can't leave it like that. It looks terrible. So, you know, but I had where his face was and I was staring at it for such a long time. And today I was able to get back on it and made his face look more like a face, like got the wrinkles going, got the facial hair, got the, you know, got everything in there at the moment. And, you know, it's just because I can't leave it alone. (laughs) I keep messing with it. I mean, you have to learn when to leave it alone. Like uh, Rolf Armstrong, he was a pastel artist from the 20s and 30s. Yeah, he was like, there should be two artists, one to kill off the other before he ruins the painting. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. Because you can just fuck with it too much and then ruin the whole thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, that's the good thing about painting. If you don't like it, you just paint over it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a little bit. Wait. And if you don't like it, like, I was um, I was doing a pirate ship and my husband was going to go to sleep and I was going to pull an all-nighter. Mm-hmm. And... It was black and white when he went to sleep, and he woke up the next day, and the whole thing was in color. And he was like, what in the hell? <laughs> I was like, I just decided that I didn't want to do it in black and white. He's just like, okay. Because <laughs> when he got up, he's like, how long was I asleep? <laughs> the whole thing was done. It was kind of funny. So, I mean, like, I've done things before in my paintings where they've changed mid-painting, you know. I start to see something different in it, and I'm like, oh, that's a much better idea. And I will just paint over everything I've started with to begin with. And I don't know, they're fun when they get to evolve like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think so, anyway. It's, I, For me, as well, watching my, not being so married to my ideas that they're never going to change, because um, the change oftentimes is the exciting part. Or, you know, when it is when I do realize it's a finished product, but yeah. It's fun. I like the change part of it. It's kinda of funny that my husband used to pick on me all the time. He was like, I hate making plans with you. I was like, Why? He was like, Because I have to change every single one <laughs> Every one that he makes he had to change for like two years it happened. Every time we made a plan it didn't work. Mm-hmm. So, it's like we just quit after a while. It's just like, ah, eh, fuck it. If it happens, it happens. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't, it's whatever. <laughs> surprise if it does. And that's, just surprise me. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We'll oh. always keep it at that. The status quo will be surprise me for everything. Yeah. If you can get away with the surprise, whatever. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we're so close. I mean, that like, the funny thing is, learning things that you don't really could learn. Like, mm-hmm. there's no way in hell that I could pull off being the tooth fairy when I'm around them 24 hours a day. There's no way in hell that I could pull off being the Easter Bunny. You know, just mm-hmm. when you've got no place to put them when they're <laughs> sleeping right next to you. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, little things like that. You know, you don't want them to find out. You have to come up with a way to figure it out and help them a little bit like when I broke the news to our youngest this year this mm-hmm. past year um I put it to her in a way where I was just like hey you're old enough now where I can tell you what 
my job and our family has been for the past, you know, eight years of your life. And she's like, oh, what is it? And like, I'm passing this on to you and I want you to now learn until you're a grown up how to do this. We're still going to do it, but you're going to help. Mm-hmm. You know, you get to learn how to be the tooth fairy and you get to learn how to be Santa. And she was like, what? I get to mm-hmm. learn. I'm like, that's right. You get to learn. Oh, <laughs> so, yes. You know, like coming up with a way to like not have it be this devastating blow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you mean to tell me you're not Santa? What the fuck? You know. Why to yeah. me? <laughs> but, He's not real, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one breaks the yeah, I really didn't want that to happen. I didn't want my my kids to to find out and it be like a huge blow to them. So my husband and I discussed whether or not we should tell them, and we ended up telling them. <laughs> it's and, just a little. It's so much easier that way. I like that too because the way that you present it, you um, preserve the tradition. Because honestly, that's like the only reason why I would do. You know some of the holidays and tell my son these things that, that aren't necessarily true is for the sake of the tradition of it. Yeah. And I guess it would give him more joy over the long term than, than the not in the short term. And yeah. so if you're just like, oh, I was lying to you, it's not necessarily true. It's like, I want to teach you something so you can carry this on. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. It was like, I'm going to teach you how to be magic. And mm-hmm. oh my God. I'm like, yeah, we get to be magic. <laughs> Do I get to dress up? I'm like, if you want to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's so helpful. Have a good time with it. I'm going to um, be, uh, yeah, I've been wrestling with that with my son too. And it, that, it's going about it that way though, I didn't even think of it because then you could even still do it after they know. Mm-hmm. And it not be like something that's late because yeah. My parents left out stuff for me after I knew until I left the house. Really? I was, yeah, I was just like, because I asked them to. Mm-hmm. I was like, will you keep doing it? And they're like, well, I'm like, save, you know, a few. Because they were always really creative with how they displayed them. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, one year I got an easel and all my paint stuff was set up around the easel and all that stuff. You know, they Whoa. went the extra mile. They really yeah. did like a really cool thing with it. And it always looked like somebody had been playing with it right before I got up. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so cool. Even if it was like really cool stuff for like a grown up, it was <laughs> it was still displayed in a really cool way. So mm-hmm. I always thought it was pretty cool. So I told my kids the same thing. I was like, you know, I will continue to do this until you tell me to stop. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Yeah. And they they still like it, and they're like, oh, so we know it's you. And I'm like, that's right. This time Santa does not get all the fucking credit. Yeah. This year, y'all going to look right over and be like, thanks, Mom and Dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, who's working for you, baby? Credit <laughs> words do. <laughs> yes, that's right. This time I don't mind leaving the big, awesome present out for Santa to give yeah. to you. Yes, that's you what know I- it came from me. Oh, good. I'm so glad that you admitted to that, because that's exactly what I did to my son. This year, I was like, I got you a guitar and a bunch of art stuff, and Santa's getting you uh, construction paper and art paper. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to top Santa. Yeah, exactly. you, still have to, you still have to be at the head of the food chain, as far yeah. as your family's concerned. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want anybody trying to run away with Santa because mom yeah. doesn't do the best job of giving gifts. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'm gonna live in the North yeah. Pole. Yeah, I'm gonna go live here. Although when we lived in Alaska, there was a place called the North Pole, and they had a Santa Claus house there. No way. Nice. Year round, yeah, yeah. 
Oh, that is. Had reindeer, everything out there. What? Yeah, we took our kids there all the time. That's so cool. A very convincing Santa with a real beard. Really? Wow. So he couldn't even pull it down or anything. No, he was the real deal. Huge, huge building. It had everything you could imagine in it. And it all said, the North Pole. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Always, it was pretty cool. Always been afraid when my son asked Santa, like, um, very non serious. Like, I don't hear that. Like, yeah, Santa, why are you sometimes black and white? And I'm just like, oh, gosh. And luckily, every Santa that I've ever met, is really nice. That's good. <laughs> yeah, because my son would just berate them with questions. And sometimes <laughs> questions. Well, I mean, that's the one thing that, thank God, you can get away with being a child. Mm-hmm. You know, there are a lot of things that I have done. And, you know, like, oh, my God, my, my friend Tony, I love her to death. She is like a sister to me. But looking back on some of the questions that I have asked this poor poor woman as a child she she's black and I'm white and I asked mm-hmm. her when she was younger you know like terribly racist questions but you know I, I looking back on now I'm like oh my god I can't believe I asked my friend that you know and I asked her why like the insides of her hands were white you know and oh, I was, no. I, I'm asking my my friend questions like this but you know as a kid you just really want to know. That's all you want to, you know, there's there's no loaded question behind it. You truly just do want to know. Yeah, and, you know, like I've had my daughters have asked me the same question. And I'm like, we don't ask that question. And then I had to stop and think about it. I'm like, you just really want to know. But yeah. so I guess it's a good thing that, you know, your kids are there to ask questions. Yeah, exactly. Like I've just had a, a couple of experiences where – even people are almost like, why is that guy in a wheelchair? And I'm just like, shh, shh. And then I have yeah. caught, caught myself. I'm like, wait, maybe that's more rude than actually answering the question. Right? Like, <laughs> why am I so nervous about this? <laughs> I tell you what, you want to second guess everything you've ever done in life? Become a parent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's all it takes. You want to be like... Oh, I thought I had my shit on lock. Oh, yeah, here's a baby. Guess yeah. what? You didn't have nothing figured out. <laughs> you didn't just give birth to a child. You gave birth to your inner critic. <laughs> you really did. You did. And it's just so funny because everything you do will come back and haunt you for it. And you're just kind of like, oh, my God. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. And you catch yourself. Have kids, they said. It'll be fun, they said. <laughs> That's like people who ask you to join a cult. No, I'm just kidding. Well, you know, the funny thing is, like, you know, if you can't admit, you know, you have your shitty days and you have your days and you're just like, I don't want an adult, you know, mm-hmm. if you can't do that, then you're never going to make it. Yeah, no. That's the same oh, thing God. with the art. It's just if you're going to have bad days and if you can't admit that, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. And so everything. And I, I straight up tell my kids all the time, you know. They'll ask me a question and I'll answer it. And they'll give me one of them sideways glances. Like, when I'm like, hey, I am winging this just like you are. Okay. Yep. Like, I, <laughs> sometimes mom doesn't fucking know. Okay. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what I tell my son. I'm like, man, we're either going to have to Google search this or mm-hmm. like, or. I think that's for Google. Yeah, exactly. Or if, or if it's something that I'm having a hard time dealing with, then he's just like, dad, what's wrong? And it's just like, man, I'm just trying to figure this out. You know, and you know how you had like a tantrum yesterday. 
I, I'm just <laughs> overwhelmed by life right now. And yeah, I just got to think for a little while. It's like, yeah. I'm the person just like you are. That's the thing that, you know how they tell you, or at least some parents would anyways, um, like you have your golden years and uh, also like the idea of growing up. Like I want to be an adult one day. Like this difference between child and adult. And really there's just yeah. an exchange of like, well, now you're just responsible for more. And like idolizing mm-hmm. adulthood, like that's what I wanted to give my son that show him that you you know you're a person just like I am. The only difference is is I know more about things, or some things or most things, not some things, and I have yeah. more responsibility. And just as you become more intelligent, I'll give you more responsibility. So they don't like idolize you know trying to grow up too fast or trying to be too much of a kid. They just are a person. Yeah, I keep telling my kids, you know, because they're in the, I can't wait till I get older. I can't wait. I'm like, why? Yeah. Why? <laughs> Explain to me right now. Like, you don't have shit that you are responsible for. Like, mm-hmm. you don't even, I'm not even asking you to make your bed every morning. I mean, seriously. Like, what do you have do you want to outgrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. Like, what is it about my life that looks so wonderful right now? <laughs> you, you can't wait to get up and be a part of it. And was like, you know, seriously, because I'm trying to explain, like, they're on the verge where my 10-year-old understands money, mm-hmm. but my 8-year-old has no fucking clue. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's just, oh, whatever, like, I'm going to buy you a house. I have $10. I'm like, <laughs> no, that's not, that's not how that works, you know? I'm so, Yeah, and I'm like, you really don't quite understand what I'm getting at. And she's just, you know, just her way she hasn't quite lined it up yet and i'm waiting for it to click and when it does it'll be wonderful but still (laughs) you're just kind of like no that's not really how this works so trying to explain you know why you don't want to grow up is just falling on deaf ears Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) all they look at is i can drive a car and do what the hell i want to and i got a phone you know I can cuss and I got a phone and you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fight is on for who gets mom's truck when they turn 16. I'm just kind of like, wow, yeah. you're 10 and eight. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, go like play with your Barbie dolls and be quiet. You know, <laughs> the heir to a kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. Like, oh yes, you're going to inherit all this debt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh shit. Um, you really don't want it, but you're gonna get it. Yeah. Surprise. You and right now, I mean like their lives are perfect and they'll tell you, like our kids understand that, you know, they live a different life. They'll I love my life. My life is done. We're homeschooled. We go do this. We did this and I'm like, Okay, well I'm glad that you recognize that you've got a cool life. Yeah. But, <laughs> but do you understand what it takes to run this cool life? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, we don't. <laughs> it just looks fun. While you guys are packing up, we're playing our video games and you know Yeah, yeah exactly. While you guys are cooking dinner over an open fire with headlamps at ten thirty at night, you know, we're just kinda chilling in the tent. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Doing stories. Yeah. And it's it's you know, and that's the funny part, you know, because my husband and I were like, Oh, we had all this crap happen to us and you know, it's a lot of hard work and, you know, breaking down for shows and setting up and all that other stuff and then we're like, Yeah, no wonder the kids don't care because they don't help with any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. they help take my art off the walls, but everything else is like too heavy for them or, you know, they're just gonna get in the way. Mm-hmm. So this 
you know, no wonder they're having a good time. They don't have to do anything hard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they get all the good stuff. Oh, that's right. And and people love them. Mm-hmm. But it's so funny because they have really well-behaved children. And mm-hmm. um, my husband and I work very hard to make sure of that. But mm-hmm. people were like, I didn't even know they were there. Like, into four-day shows. And I'm like, you had no idea I had two kids back here? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, Damn. Either you are half deaf or my kids are really, really well behaved. Yeah. <laughs> or a little bit of both. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you um have any closing uh comments or anything like that that you'd like to add? No, I had a lot of fun though. It's the first time I've been interviewed in depth. <laughs> yeah, this was a lot of fun. This is probably one of my favorite interviews I've done in a while. I, um, oh, right on. Yeah, I love it because, you know, especially when someone, like, I try to make it conversational just as I'm talking to anyone else because, well, you are anybody else. And yeah. <laughs> it, it's fun getting to know someone on that level. It's uh, Sometimes I'll have people where it's, they'll come in and they want, like, or expect a cut and dry interview, and I don't get to know them on that, that personal level. So I really enjoyed yeah. this. Yeah. Thank you. I did, too. It was really fun. <laughs> And um, do you have any, or you have your website, right? Yeah, I do have my website. And it's just birdhouseartdesigns.com. Birdhouseartdesigns.com. And you sell your, um, you yeah. have your paintings available on there as well? Yeah, I have everything available on there. Thank you to my husband, because I don't do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big up to him for yeah. the technical side. <laughs> he sounds like such a really awesome guy. He's been through. He is. Been there with He's you through so, cool. so much. Yeah, we've been through a lot of crap together. It's kind of funny, because he just, I don't know. It seemed like from the very beginning, he was like, oh, you want to be an artist? Well, I'm going to help you out with that. And I'm like, um, okay. <laughs> you go be an artist, son. You go do it. And I'm like, all right, watch me go. Yeah. So, but but it, he's been there for it all. This is nice. It takes a village, you know. And that um, when I sit down with people who are homeless and, that, like, down and out, for instance. Um Yeah. Where like they they've um, indulged in like uh, too much substances, or mm-hmm. maybe like their behavior is like went down to like where they're stealing stuff, or just something that keeps them yeah. from being able to maintain. And the biggest thing that I see, even not homeless, but like people who are struggling with substance abuse as well, uh, community. Like mm-hmm. the community is almost it's like an integral thread that that goes through everything, you know. And having those people behind you, whether it's your mentors or your family, and doing things that like force you to rely on them in a in a very like uh, open and honest way, you know, where mm-hmm. at like an office, for instance, you can be a false representation of yourself or just be passive with people, like. Always have topical conversations. Never really get to know someone. But being in your situations and situations that I've had that are similar, which I can relate to, um, you get to know people on an entirely different level. And yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I have a lot of fun, and it's nice to be able to share our crazy ass stories. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And if <laughs> if you can't tell your funny stories, you know why bother with the experience? Yeah, what is life? I mean, right? <laughs> like that's the best part. I used to think that comedy uh, humor was 
all like I don't know people fucking tripping and falling or just uh, really raunchy. Not that there's anything wrong mm-hmm. with that. I just didn't realize that all aspects of life, like my worst moment, it is pretty humorous when I look back on it, especially when it I talk really to is. It is so funny. Like the moments that you're sitting there pulling your hair out, you look back on and you're like, oh my god, do you remember that? You remember that? Because that was funny as shit. You <laughs> In the moment, it is not funny at all. But no. afterwards, yeah, if you can find the humor in it, then you're you're doing really good. Because, like, like I said in the beginning, you know, what do you want to get out of your story? Do you want to be inspired, or do you want to cry, or you know what? I can tell you the whole thing over again and make mm-hmm. you feel really bad for me. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, you know, I don't try to look at it that way. I, you know, try to be as inspiring and uplifting as I can be because. You know, I got to do it to myself every now and then. I'm <laughs> like, come on, yeah. we're going to paint today. <laughs> we're not going to make any fucking money today, but we're going to paint today. <laughs> we're doing this shit and it's going to be fun. <laughs> yes, it's going to be great. And one of these days, one, I don't know when the fuck it's going to be, but someone's going to buy this from you. So. <laughs> I've yeah, had like, doing that in front of people on stage. Where you'll go up there and like you literally just drives it home because we're you're saying that you know you have to be uplifting right or you could focus mm-hmm. on an entirely different perspective and it would be fucking depressing and yeah if I go up on stage and I've done it before where I I just I feel like shit and I think whatever I'm about to say fucking sucks nobody will laugh even if it's the same material. I'll just fuck it all up. And it's not necessarily what I'm saying, more as how I'm saying it, which is, like, based off of how I feel and what I'm putting into it. But if I'm just, like, putting in a bunch of energy, I made stupid shit work. Things that aren't funny, just just normal stuff. Like, it really is how you look at it. It's all in the presentation. (laughs) You throw it out to be seen, you know, if I... I'm pretty sure that I could have played, you know, because everybody, like I said, they want to know all about you and all about your artwork and all that. And you always get mm-hmm. this, how did this start? You know, or how did you get here? Everybody sees on your little tag, you know, it mm-hmm. says where you're from. And like, AK, is that Arkansas? Like, no, it's Alaska. Alaska? Everybody always says it with the same inflection. You know, it's Alaska. I'm like, yeah, Alaska. How'd you get here? We drove. And here goes the whole story. You know, for you know, for the past year, this is what I've been doing. But, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because everybody gets the same, like, oh, really? <laughs> and you just left. Yeah, but you just left. Yeah, we just left. Wow! You know, <laughs> It's so funny. Like people get the funniest their reactions to it, and either they are completely horrified by the idea, or they are inspired. And they're always like, "Oh, do you want to adopt more kids?" I'm like, "No, no, I don't want any more people along on this trip." No. no. <laughs> the only reason I have four is because I have to have four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but just I mean. I don't know. My kids are getting an incredible experience from this. I'm getting an incredible experience from this. I mean, like, I cannot look at any part of my life over the last year and four months and be like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad idea because it has all brought me to where I'm at right now, where I'm getting ready to jump off again. (laughs) (laughs) Here we go, building the plane. (laughs) Watch it fly. Yes, it's going to freaking soar. (laughs) 
<laughs> it's kind of funny. I think I have that on my uh, Instagram. I was like, took took the ultimate leap on my way to soaring. <laughs> oh yes, that's perfect though. <laughs> <laughs> now you know what I'm doing while I'm trying. I'm like, ah. Yeah, exactly. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make this. I'm gonna fly. have a screw loose. Yep, I'm gonna have a screw loose, but I'm still gonna fly. <laughs> Yeah, you patch it together as you go along. And that's right. really helpful because of that, that fork in the road that I came to was um, probably within the past couple of months. And I've been uh, slowly but surely building up to trying to make money off of writing and, you know, doing on. these kind of interviews and stuff. And I had an, uh, as everything happened, something unforeseen happened. I got full custody of my son. And it was like, whoa. There you go. Um, what should I do? And I'm like, I'm just gonna ride <laughs> as best as I can. Just gonna roll. Yeah, <laughs> just exactly. gonna roll with it. <laughs> yep, we'll roll with it, and then just yeah, try to work on my thing and help my son. But yeah, yeah. it's um, God, I don't remember who said this, but they were talking about like parenthood, and they were like, imagine you're drowning. Like, cause, like what's parenthood? It's like, imagine you're drowning. Someone <laughs> hands you a baby. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're like what and you don't realize it until you know or you don't pull anything away from it until you're a parent and you're mm-hmm. like oh, so true oh my god yes that's exactly what it is <laughs> you're like hindsight. When you think you have it down you're mm-hmm. just like oh really this is this new thing that we're gonna do? okay sure yep. yeah <laughs> let's roll with that right now <laughs> So yeah, it's you ought to have plenty for comedy if you're a parent. You <laughs> oh <laughs> yes, <laughs> I, that's basically like I'm 17 years and 17 days apart from my son, and I oh had, my god, yeah. So I um I had him when I was in school, and it was that's the thing that I always like to talk about on stage, I guess is yeah, yeah. dynamic and it's a lot of fun because i can remember a lot of the things that i went through so yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny because like i was on the there's a three-year difference between my husband and myself mm-hmm. i am three years older than he is but those three years are a big three years because it was like a tech divide like i went through all of high school you know without a computer and he did oh, not. Well. And, Whoa. you know, it's it's so funny. Like, I remember, you know, going through, I was like, yeah, I remember taking typing. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and it was on a typewriter. You know? yeah. But I was also in like a, you know, Southern classroom in the rural, rural area where it wasn't, you know, like all the nicest of the nice. And, you know, but I don't know. It's just, it was a big divide for us. It was like, oh, you remember this? I'm like, no, I don't. I don't remember that at all. I'm like, oh, do you remember this? No, I don't remember that at all either. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's it only three thing. years, but it was a huge three years. Wow. <laughs> a lot of shit happened in that three years. That's such a big cultural so. shift, too, because technology is, and even still, it is disrupting everything in terms it of like, how people live. It is like I remember telling my kids, you know, and they asked me like some of the stuff. It hurts when they ask me some of these things, mm-hmm. like when when they were old enough to ask um, if TV was in color when I was younger. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, that one felt good. Um, <laughs> I was just kind of like, really? <laughs> Never really wanted to field punt my kids so often. Yeah. In that moment, I was like, oh, my God, you just made me sound like I was 900 years old. <laughs> so, um, but they'll they'll ask me all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, you know. But I remember telling them, you know, oh, yeah, I was around for the birth of the Internet. I was mm-hmm. around for the birth of cell phones. I was around, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember calling my friend on a corded phone. You know? yeah. <laughs> remember when my TV had a huge box attached to the back of it, you know, <laughs> just <laughs> telling them about stuff from my childhood blows their minds. And I'm just kind of like, Oh my God, you've never experienced any of that before and never will. That's mm-hmm. crazy <laughs> to that, me. It is crazy to me. And I'm, um, I'm fascinated. I need to uh, talk to someone who, is uh like i don't know older in their 90s or so i i want to because i want to know what it, if they experience that like or if that's just unique to now like does that i want to know if what they think of like how it happened like mm-hmm. it happens so fast the next thing you know you know you blink and they're gonna be flying cars yeah. it's just you know i it's it's crazy like my kids were watching looney tunes this morning mm-hmm and it's like my Looney Tunes from the 80s. Mm-hmm. So, Ooh, like yeah. they were getting blown up and, you know, they were slapping their kids around and smoking cigarettes and all, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, none of this shit would fly. None of this would be seen on TV. You know, <laughs> the kid just asked the dad a question and the dad just field punted him across the room, oh, you know. It's okay, you know, because it's all good. You know, it's on the cartoons, <laughs> you know, just beating the shit out of everything. And it was acceptable, but it is not now. And I also noticed like they put a disclaimer on them when they re-release them now mm-hmm. saying that, you know, this is a cartoon from a different time where this was acceptable. We None of this is condoned. And, you know, wow. and it's like trigger warning for people. And I'm just kind of like, oh, oh it's a fucking cartoon from not that long ago. Yeah. You know, I'm like, I remember this one and love it. You know, but exactly, they're my favorite. I know. And I'm sitting there like, this one is so awesome. Have they gotten to the point where they blow them up yet? And my, you know, like, no, no, but we'll call you. And I'm like, okay. But, you know, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, how many kids don't get to see the, I don't know. I still think it's hilarious. You mm-hmm. know, I do too. Like, Pepe Le Pew, oh my God, he would be sued for sexual harassment. And all that <laughs> oh, stuff yeah. now. I mean, like, I feel so bad for all my favorite cartoon characters because they wouldn't stand a freaking snowball chance in hell. <laughs> Not now. I'm like, oh, you poor guys, Foghorn, Leghorn, and everybody yeah. just, nope, <laughs> too violent. Then even, this, like, the uh, there was one that I watched, and I watched it when I was older, though, but it, it was like Courage of Cowardly Dog. Mm-hmm. It was that one. One of the episodes was banned because they cut off or a chicken cut off their head and did that said "fuck you" to the dog, and it was a kids' cartoon. And yeah, and I'm just like in like Ren and Stimpy. Um, I think that was one of the oh, 90s. I used to love Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, that was originally an adult show, and then they made it, and it it just went on Cartoon Nickelodeon or something. I'm like, what? yeah, I used to watch it when it was on MTV. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Stay up late and watch it. Yep. <laughs> it would be shit, though. Those oh. are my favorite ones. And like Courage of Cowardly Dog, they'd have a, a dog where, you know, one of the episodes, locusts would fly and eat the entire farm. 
And then the farm. I saw that one. I really? Yeah. <laughs> that. And that's what I even talked to the the guy who uh, who who wrote it, and that's what he was talking about was like, you know, how how your thoughts can kind of become narrowed down now, in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. The things won't won't fly anymore, and that's because you're not me. allowed to think any any way else you know there's yeah. no alternate way of thinking anymore <laughs> it's just if you don't get inside this little conformity box then fuck you yeah, exactly <laughs> not accepted no not accepted not tolerated no mm-hmm. none whatsoever and it sucks because i don't know there's a lot of fun to be had. I mean, it, it sucks that you had to put disclaimers in front of a, a hand-drawn cartoon to tell mm-hmm. people, don't try this at home. Yeah. I mean, like, <laughs> really? I think that was the start of everything going downhill. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's evolution. I mean, <laughs> it, I is, it is. If someone does don't, that, then, yeah. Don't go up the tree and then saw off the branch that you're sitting on because Wiley Coyote did it, you know. <laughs> yeah somebody's got to tell you that that's not really going to happen. <laughs> just, I, I don't think, know. Yeah, critical thinking skills would be minimal. I mean, like, right. You know, <laughs> like somebody actually has to tell you that that sucks, but you know, whatever, <laughs> I guess that's human race for you. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. But my yeah. kids ask me some crazy questions, you know, like, why do they tell you this? Why do you have to, you know, why does it say that you don't need to do that? And I'm like, because somebody somewhere tried it, you know, they have to put a disclaimer on it because somebody somewhere tried to do it. And yeah. It's like, who would try it? I'm like, baby, I can't <laughs> answer that. You know, like, there's so many times I say that on a regular basis that I, my kids must think I'm an idiot. You know, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> they, they want to ask me a question. I'm like, I, I, I got nothing. I really, I have nothing. I, Google can't even help me on this one. I don't know. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that too. Cause then you don't, you don't teach your children an assumed arrogance. It's confidence, but not arrogance, you know, to where it's like, yeah. sometimes you just don't know. That's life. Yep. You know? And there's nothing wrong with not knowing, and there's nothing wrong with telling someone you don't know. Like, you know, I'll test my kids and ask them to go do something that I know they have no idea what to do, mm-hmm. just to see what they do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, I want to see how you process this, and I want to see how you get from A to B, and hopefully don't hurt anybody in the process. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's, it's funny to watch it, because, like, you can literally watch the thoughts as they're just like, oh, I'm going to grab this. And then I'm like, oh, oh, I figured it out. I know what I'm going to do. It's <laughs> just like, all right, well, if you need help, you know where to find me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so hopefully they ask. Yeah, that's where I always try. I, I'm trying I'm trying to figure it out more and more. But where I'm encouraging my son um, to just tell me what happened, regardless of what it is. Because like yeah, the, you're still gonna do that. Exactly, <laughs> I still yeah. say that. And they're ten and eight. And I'm just like, tell me the truth, yeah. please. It's not so much like the the even like the punishment of doing it. I, I guess we get so or our culture can be so penal. I don't like using that word because yeah, but <laughs> so what is that? Um, punishing. You said penal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we we punish people for doing things we don't like, and um, yeah. that punishment, like they do, you do it in animals, and what it does is it doesn't suppress or get rid of the behavior. It causes them to be fear driven, and then they mm-hmm. avoid, find out ways to avoid the consequence because 
they don't want yeah. to get hurt. Whereas it's like, no, if, if my son like does something and he's not supposed to, that's like a incorrect thought process. Like even if I wasn't here and you were an adult or you lived somewhere else, hitting someone is going to get the same negative results. You need to think about yeah. that and somehow get out of that. It doesn't matter how upset I am about you doing it. You just need to learn not yeah. to do that. You don't have a choice. But, yeah. Please both, sadly. I mean, I'm yeah. one of those people that will spank my children. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's, it's got to really be warranted, you know. I'm not just going to fly off the handle and just beat the shit out of my kid because, you know, that's wrong. <laughs> you know, I can't do that. But, you know, you're just kind of like, I really want to drive the point home of, I don't want you to freaking do this again. And mm-hmm. this is how I'm going to do it. So, And, like, something that I find is important is is to for people to talk about it. Because I think that's, like, even think of, like, painting, for instance. Is that if everyone kept their strategies, their ideas and um, I guess how they do things, uh, secret, or they didn't talk to each other about it, you wouldn't get as far collectively as a whole. That makes you sense. wouldn't. You Always. definitely wouldn't. And it helps to inspire others. And you always learn something from everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned something from you. So, yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things that you have to open yourself up so you can get all those experiences so you can, you know, call what you do every day of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you if you shut everything down, then you're gonna be that dude in the book that no one wants to read about. Yeah. You're just like, yeah, I had a life, and then I died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Go check out April's stuff at Birdhouse Art Designs. She's got some really cool paintings on her website. Especially digging that jellyfish in the orca. I don't know. I like fetishize the ocean, so that might be why. <laughs> Could also find her on Instagram as Spot the Driving Dead. And if you'd like to support the show, head over to our Amazon link in the show notes and buy all the plastic you can manage to. Yeah, you can manage to. You know you need it, right? Next week's episode will be featuring Kathy Averill, it's, uh, Michael Larson, or Idea and a, Idea's mother. And she's a profound teacher, just as I suspected, because her son, well, I used to listen to his music. I still do a lot. I love it. Um, he had such interesting insight into life. And it helped me deal with a lot of my um, emotional turmoil and uh, conflictions, I guess. Or, yeah. But I had a hunch that his mother must have been a great teacher. <laughs> Boy, was I right. Till next week. <laughs>